because the social media thing is the end result of what mm -hmm. happened to me all overall. China doesn't look like anything else around the world. Coming from the West, man, what Maya was expecting to see Kung Fu people everywhere, yeah. dragons flying in this, that kind of thing. What happened at the end was, it's a totally different world, not even explainable. But then, it exposes you, it makes you feel like you're suddenly in this place you don't know anything about, mm -hmm. and you have to rediscover everything. Mm -hmm. When you start rediscovering things, you rediscover yourself as well. You restart your life in a way. Welcome to the Geopaths Podcast, an audio experience to scratch your cultural curiosity itch with many different expat-lens-themed shows. This episode is part of the Virtual Expats Show, where we discuss how moving to different countries affects what we do online as expats or geopaths. In this episode, I am pleased to welcome Yunus Emre Karasakul, a Turkish expat in Shanghai, China. Yunus has a similar virtual activities trajectory from many of our guests here on the Virtual Expats show, but where he differs significantly is he is one of the few expats I've met who uses their host country social media more than their previous non- host country ones. Yunus is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu instructor here in China. Yunus brings jiu-jitsu to a funny level in his current online video channel on the Chinese platform Douyin. Douyin's actually the original video platform that has an outside of China spin-off called TikTok. Since we did this interview, his video channel has taken off on Douyin. With all of the content creators in this country of one point something billion, that is impressive. Let's find out more about Yunus's virtual Virtual Expats Experience. Thanks Welcome so to Virtual Expats. I'm not yeah, going to say that. Right. Yeah. I'm very yeah, happy yeah. to be here. It's a very comfy setup. I really uh, <laughs> feel spoiled, but yeah. All right. And it's Eunice, right? Yes. That's how you say it. Okay. Because the spelling is very different than the Eunice name yes. that I know. To be honest, I don't expect anyone to say it correct. It's, if you're not Turkish, it's almost impossible to say it correct. How do you it say will it? sound weird. Yeah. Uh, the real pronunciation is Yunus. Yeah, that would be it's, hard. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. And it's like, it kind of sounds weird for foreign languages. It's I understand. Very far back. Yes, in but in okay. Turkey, you just because Turkish language is like you read everything as you write, exactly as you write. So yeah. it's kind of weird. So I don't mind. Yunus, Jonas, Jonathan. I ever heard that all of them. So Jonathan. <laughs> How did they get Jonathan from Yunus? Starts from jo Jonas, I think, because I think Jonas and Yunus are actually ah. the same same names. Yeah. Basically, it's just the pronunciation is different. But I heard really interestingly, Yusuf. I heard a lot. Joseph, J Yusuf. I heard a lot. And it gets worse. To be honest, because uh, I'm a Jiu-Jitsu athlete, right? Yeah. One of the cultures or like the, maybe the habits in mm -hmm. our sport is giving out nicknames, mm -hmm. and those nicknames are never nice. Right. So hearing my name with the wrong pronunciation is like uh, nothing to me. It's like being home. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Not home, but it's, like it's much home. better than the horrible Jesus nicknames. Fair enough. What we do is we we track someone's geographical movements from their home or passport country to yes. wherever they li have lived in the world, and. Yes. With um, scary, what they've man. done. No. <laughs> Where have you been? Here? You Where know, have you been? I noticed before the podcast. <laughs> you went to the toilet twice, and then you have been to this weird location. Why, you know? More like cities, but yeah, okay. <laughs> so that was a drone that was following me today. Like, <laughs> we do our our thorough research. We do. We do. <laughs> anyway, we track your geographical movements. <laughs> geographical movements with your online presence, your online yes. activities, those kinds of things. So what we need first is where in the world have you lived? Well, I've been in a few different locations mm -hmm. in my life, but to be honest, not too many. Uh, I have some students that have lived in many, multiple countries. Mm -hmm. 
Me, not really. I've come to China and I, I'm just stuck here because maybe it might be the same story with uh, many other people in China as well. Um, I came here just for a year, man. I just uh, got graduated from university. I came in as I, I was thinking like, you know what? Look, there, my major in Turkey is not bad, but I was still thinking maybe let's get a bit of extra edge mm-hmm. so maybe I can work overseas or something. Mm-hmm. So I just came in, uh, wanted to learn some Chinese. I did that and uh, doing some part-time work on the side as well. And then after the first year, I was like, maybe another year, you know, yeah, I can learn some more. Chinese is like a big country. And another year, another year, and I, before I realized, you know, I'm now married to a Chinese lady. I speak some Chinese, and when I go back to my own country, I feel like weird. I don't know. I get weirded out. So I, let's get to the weirdness yeah. in a bit. So let's. You're from Turkey, right? Yes. Where in Turkey? Uh, Istanbul. Oh, you're from I'm, Istanbul. I'm from Istanbul. Just so you Sweet. know, uh, in Turkey, you don't really say where you're really from, as in like where you were born. Right. You tell your father's city, or if you spend a lot of time there, maybe your mother's city, but. Mm-hmm. I was born in Istanbul, yeah. yeah. But not originally Istanbul family, necessarily. Right. Yeah. Oh, so people say more of their family heritage exactly, place. Than, exactly, oh. that's where you are from in Turkey. I think that's similar to here, isn't it? I to think China? so, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And in the U.S., we move around so much that some people say the last major place they lived, with not uh, yeah. even the place they were born. <laughs> that, that's always very interesting to me. Like, like whenever I uh, meet anyone from the U.S., mm-hmm. And I asked them, hey, where are you from? They don't really tell me U.S. They tell me where the state they're from. They're, that's interesting to me, yeah. We're so statist. It's <laughs> interesting. We are. We are. We are. Um, and, yeah. Oh, man, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so you moved to Ist- from Istanbul to Shanghai at first? Did you start in Shanghai? Uh, I started in Beijing. I okay. was there uh, studying some Chinese for the first year. Mm-hmm. Apart from the part-time jobs and everything. Mm-hmm. And I stayed for another year. Then I got a job offer from Shanghai. Then I moved to Shanghai. And then I've been in Shanghai since. And what year did you move to Beijing? Uh, it was uh, 2008. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay, good. So I said perfect because there was already online stuff happening before 2008. So we can do a comparison from Turkey to China. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah, sweet. So having said that, what was the first time you remember the internet being like a part of your daily life. Oh, well. <laughs> that sounds I mean, like a I negative think, O. Yeah, yeah, that's because this is a very, uh, for Turkish people maybe, you know what? Because I think in Turkey, we mm. might have gotten the internet like uh, to our daily lives a bit later than US. Mm. But I think I was the last generation who got used to playing on the streets and then got introduced to internet. And I think for me, it, it might be a bit later even because we, my parents w- would worry about my studies and everything. So they didn't want to get a computer at home very mm-hmm. fast. I think about the teenager times, like when I stopped playing on the streets and I got introduced to the internet. And then my brother, which is nine years younger than me, mm-hmm. he started living with the internet straight away. So that's why I was like, like, oh, you know, that conversation sure, again sure, is sure, like sure. interesting times for us. So what year would you say you started to use the internet oh, regularly? Exact year is very hard. Nah, we're not uh, about exact. Estimate, estimate. Uh, let's say if I was about maybe 13, 14 years old, and I'm not even sure that's correct, but I remember mm-hmm. about the teenager ages, but 2000 maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. So a you've bit got earlier a... or a bit later maybe. Okay. So you've got about seven or eight years of using the internet in Turkey before you came to China. Should be correct. Yeah. All right. So in Turkey, what were you doing online? Wow. And we're marked well, explicit, I, so I share what you and want I to. I suddenly get exposed to the internet, so there are definitely certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But apart from the basic <laughs> teenager stuff, you might also remember when you first got exposed to the internet, 
it was all this uh, 56k you know it was very slow you can oh, really download speed. anything right sure so for me i think it was uh, a lot of it was downloading music that mm-hmm. was like a big part of it chat channels were very famous back in the day like th- those uh, how do you pronounce it m-i-r-c mic is it that's what we used to call it m-i-r-c uh, like is uh, that like a chat room Yes, okay. it's like full text, like, uh, you know, software. Mm-hmm. We used to use that a lot. I used to play games. I still like playing games. Mm-hmm. I used to do that a lot. I think that was maybe I spent the most time mm-hmm. on while using the internet. And uh, internet forums, that was a big thing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we have some forums that just like BBSs, and some of them are still very famous to this day. Uh, we sorry, have some... sorry, sorry. B- what's BBS? Uh, BBS, I'm sorry. It's like, uh, you know, this... The... I think that's what I'm mainly... Internet forum is like that's before Reddit. Before Reddit was very famous. Yeah, yeah. We have all these maybe boards, message boards. Ah, uh, okay. Maybe, yeah. BBS is like a term for okay. Because yeah. MRC sounds like IRC, and I've had a lot of people talking about um, yeah. IRC and what's the other one? Q something. I, I cannot remember. Really. I came online with Hotmail, so I skipped over too, a lot of the initial yeah. chat rooms. Okay, so how is how was MIRC and the forums? How were they different from each other? Well, I think this uh, MRIC thing or MIRC, that's what we call it. Mm-hmm. Forgive me if I'm just going to say it easier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those, well, you know what? That was only like, oh, you know, you can connect with people. You can talk with people. That was mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I wasn't really interested in meeting new people and so on. And again, a lot of people inside were really weirdos too, you know? <laughs> they, <laughs> a lot has not changed online. <laughs> you know, a lot hasn't changed at all. And then... I would just go in there, like, yeah, troll a lot, you know, say weird things to people. That, that, we didn't know what we were doing. Suddenly yeah, you give yeah, a, yeah, to- yeah. a, you know, gun to a kid, you know, what, what do you expect him to do? You know, just really stupid shit. And <laughs> trying to meet up girls and stuff, you know, it's probably, it, most of them were adults through the pervs and stuff. So that's really stupid stuff. But I think when I started using the message boards, mm-hmm. that was a bit more different. That's, that was a part, that was a time, uh, when we started to get, uh, to understand internet more, you know, people are more knowledgeable yeah. and everything. So we used to connect with people, yeah. We used to gather teams, maybe, uh, you know, for the games we play, or we used to use that to discuss a lot of things. I know we, that's the, uh, because I think Google was not that much of a dominant thing back in the day, and even YouTube wasn't either. So that's where we mm-hmm. learned a lot of stuff as well. Right. You know, we go in and discuss and right. learn. Were the message boards based on topics? Uh, I think so. I think even the boards themselves mm-hmm. were based on topics. Yeah. But then the boards themselves, definitely they would, uh, you know, subgroup into different mm-hmm. things. Um, definitely you end up in the boards that you're more interested in. There, there were some really generic boards as well. But you, we used to not spend too much time there, I think. Because I used to like games. I used to like sports. Yeah. That's the kind of boards uh, I ended up in. We used to have these really different boards, even very famous to this day. Like, for example, we have one that's called Existerswick. Uh, it's it's Sour Dictionary, something like that. But the, the thing about this board is it's it's supposed to be a dictionary, but not really. There are all these topics. Like, let's say, uh, okay, oh, I see the focus right here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it does. Uh, but anyways, listen, somebody opens a topic about it, and people down below starts listing the descriptions yeah. as what that means to them. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, they use this format to keep talking, but at the end, what happens is you're actually discussing certain things. Mm-hmm. So it grew up to be so big now, like all 
important topics maybe or even less important ones even i have a topic that i guess mm-hmm. people talk about you oh uh, for example you know as kind of a person you know he's like really uh cocky we, we hate him blah blah or some other guy nobody might come says in. that other guy <laughs> come in. oh he's a nice guy he does sports there well. we go <laughs> yeah you know i'm just trying to of course you know make yeah, fun yeah. but um <laughs> That's uh, we have those sorts of really, uh, how to say, creative ways to use right. boards as well in Turkey. Yeah. Right, right. Are you really a topic? Did you see your name in? That? Oh yeah, yeah, there is. I think, but there's only one or two uh, descriptions below. Not too many, except the first years I have been in uh, China because I didn't know so many friends here. I used to still connect, and there was a really famous uh, or a few famous martial arts boards back in Turkey. I was mm-hmm. a big part of them. We even like. I would say we impact the Turkish martial arts world a lot, but that's closed now. You cannot even find my messages there. They kind of got, they got deleted and everything, but definitely moved a lot from there. But I haven't really invested that much time in Turkish social media, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I did some, it grew up to a certain level, then I realized I have to better spend my time, you know, in China. So I, that's why I've been spending more of my right, right, time right. here. Yeah. So you started martial arts in Turkey first. Yeah, I did karate for a while, about like the year 18. Mm-hmm. A year before that, I think I started doing some fitness. The, the, the way I started, it also was very funny as well. But I have done sports for almost all my life. Right. Because I I don't know if I mentioned to you, but I, I mean, I keep talking about this in the other podcasts and everything. I was born kind of deformed uh, with my body. Uh, if you like, not anything huge to be disabled, oh. but... Uh, a lot of things I still uh, deal with it today. I was even, uh, I have to say, suspected autistic and stuff. So there were a lot of things, man. To kind of build myself up and kind of uh, deal with some other issues, I, my parents pushed me into sports. It started from swimming to deal with my uh, water phobia kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it just moved on from there. I uh, never got really successful with anything I did due to the physical problems and everything. Mm-hmm. But what happened at the end was... Um, yeah, it just became a part of my life. Yeah. Only, like I said, about 17 or 18, I started getting into more, I don't want to say hardcore, but maybe mainstream stuff, like fitness, and then it turned into martial arts, yeah. Which martial yeah. art did you start with? It, it was karate. Yeah. It was karate. Um, just straight uh, jumped on it. Because I would, I would go to this fitness school, uh, which was actually a karate school also. And I used to see these guys that, that was really interesting to me. And then I noticed when I go back to my university, which was out of Istanbul, but pretty close. Um, I noticed they give free classes to the university students. Yeah. I was like, ah, let me try. And then it just became a lifestyle shortly wow. after. Yeah. And what martial arts have you done since? I know you do jujitsu yes. now, which I always struggle with saying. Yes. Freaking tough yeah. name. Anything <laughs> like a pajama hugging something. You can say anything you want. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what we, what I did after karate, I did some MMA. Mm-hmm. I did some Thai boxing. I I tried a lot of things, man. Like Muay Thai kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Thai boxing, Muay Thai. I did that for a while. Yeah. I, I would never say I uh, assume many, uh, how to say, proficiency in it. I just did it, you know. Wow. Then I got into jujitsu, and I realized when I first got into jujitsu, of course, it was due to some of the videos and these tough guys beating everybody up, and that's what you think you want to be like. Oh man! But then you realize. I don't want to get injured, you know, I don't want anybody hitting me, you know, I just like the 
mental part of it. I like the challenge of yeah. it, you know. And I like the, like you go really hard with your friend and you're still friend. You, you get connected even more yeah. and nobody gets hurt. I like that feeling. So I just stuck with GGC, pure GGC. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a lot of what Evan says too about it. Right? He comes back looking like he just meditated. Like exactly. when he comes back from GGC. Exactly. Yeah. It's... And here's the funny thing, right? For example, Evan is good. We mentioned him here as well. If you meet this guy outside of Jujutsu, you know, Academy, I don't think you would necessarily think this guy fights or anything. You know, he's like the most nicest guy, well represented. You know, he speaks very nicely and stuff. But then he does Jujutsu and he does well. You know, he fights hard when he's in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe, just maybe, these two are related. Mm-hmm. You know? Agreed. Agreed. Oh, for the listeners, sorry, Evan's my husband. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're not just bringing a random not person mine. into that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, and he shows me the pictures of, like, the pictures of, that people took while they were ro- rolling is the right word. Right? Yes. While they yes. were rolling. And the, the, the angry look on it and the intense look on his face. I'm like, yes, it's intense. I'm, I, that is completely the opposite of how he comes home. It's just, exactly. seriously looks like he's meditating. So there's something yeah. good that happens in that intensity. Definitely. I think there are two uh, ways to look at this. Mm-hmm. First one is, like you said, there's a bit of intensity there. Mm-hmm. But then again, maybe some listeners uh, never heard of Jujitsu before. When we say intensity, that's not the hateful intensity no. necessarily. It isn't like, I want to hurt this guy, but it's just like, he's so into it. He's trying his best. Yeah. Really. You see the uh, intention of doing his best uh, during his training. So that's what you see. And uh, the second thing is, when it comes to Jiu-Jitsu, I think, this might sound weird, <laughs> of course, but no. you, you, well, we have to admit it's a close contact sport and you're mm-hmm. constantly in physical contact with uh, your the, with the people in there. Mm-hmm. And really weirdly enough, like, uh, Jiu-Jitsu guys end up being very connected, even though they don't share anything, mm-hmm. maybe every day. When they see each other, they're going to be very happy. They're going to be talking about, like, really, you know, I don't want to say intimate, but, you know, there's too many personal things with each yeah. other, even though they don't spend that much time with each other. Yeah. And we sometimes joke, you know, I have some friends, they maybe uh just recently got married or like my students just recently got married I recently got a girlfriend and stuff mm-hmm. and I tell them man you have been more intimate with me than your girlfriend be careful and, you know, <laughs> we'll be closer you know? and then but that's the truth and if you look at it they're like actually scientific research about this mm-hmm. like even animals yeah. how they respond to touch yeah and uh, the little monkey and that's the real evil research is, you know mm-hmm. like little monkeys they put in the barbed wires and like with the towels and yeah, everything yeah. but it ends up like touching and getting close with people is so important. That's such a good point. And there is one of the downfalls of the internet and the interactions that you have on there is that yes. it's lacking that. And there exactly. is there is this isolation problem globally. Yes. The more we get online, the more we kind of forget about offline sometimes, For, and we exactly. don't get the touch and the human interaction and just the in, even the in fa- the in person face to face experience. So it's interesting. And jujitsu has gotten really, really specifically has gotten really, really popular. Yes. About the same time that the internet's gotten really, really popular, I wonder if there's a correlation. Well, like the isolation, like the solution be. to the isolation is to roll. Might be. <laughs> actually, you make a great point because there's really a balance there. You see, like I, I actually appreciate the side of internet as mm-hmm. well. Let's look at the good, good part of, of it. Of course, yeah. Let's say, well, I want to talk about certain topics mm-hmm. that are not allowed me to speak about. Maybe. I mean, uh, no, we're marked explicit. You, know, you can could be say politics, yeah. could be religion, could be anything, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're not allowed to talk about this stuff because if I tell talk about this to my friend, he's mm-hmm. gonna get upset. I don't want him to get upset, but I have these opinions, so I can actually anonymously, or at least a bit more safely, I can uh, 
uh, how to say, express myself, yeah. which is a good thing. But then, like you said, um, you take away some of the connection. And then, for example, uh, you know, I'm quite active in social media mm. and I get commentaries or like all kinds of stuff every day. And I look, nobody has to like me a hundred percent. And I, a lot of times I'm going to have people criticizing me even to my face, which I encourage people to do, which mm-hmm. is perfect. And then let's say the criticism is like, ah, it's just randomly. Okay, man, you could do your hair like this. Oh, you know, that makes sense. What do you think I can do with it? And really? Explains to me. Let's, I'm just making up. Oh, I'm okay, okay. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, by the way, no, no, I do have that too as well. You know, I mean, it's very nice to talk about everything with your friends. And then we discuss, okay. But then the same guy, if he goes online, if he doesn't know me, yeah, that can come out really weird, man. Oh, man, look at that loser. Oh, what a cringy something, you know. Yeah. Like, it, when you, then it turns into abuse. And here's the really funny thing. Jordan Peterson talks about this. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, even though we know the commentary online is fake mm-hmm. and it's like not personal, mm-hmm. we as people, like our minds take it as personal as like somebody said it to my face. Yeah. Apparently we cannot cope with it anyways. Yeah. And then it ends up endangering people, which is kind of weird. But then what you're going to do, are you going to censor people? Are you going to just stop them? We don't want to do that too. So there's really a challenge at this, which is really interesting. It is really, really interesting. And it's, gosh, it's really hard. Because then I've heard people say, oh, the only way they know how to deal with reviews is they just don't read them. Yeah. But then you miss the good stuff too. And you miss the people who say, I really want to work with you. I want to do a collaboration. I want to interview you. Like you miss those bits too. Let me tell you this. I mean, I'm very active in Doin. Doin has, Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it's a lot of fans. It's Mm -hmm. about how much? 350,000 something. But then, um, you have 350,000 fans on Doing. A bit more than that, I think. Yeah. Oh, for the listeners outside of China, it's what, like a short vi- TikTok, video I think. site? TikTok, yeah, TikTok China. is what yeah. it's called, yeah, called outside of China. A short video website. It's uh, very short videos. It's hard to connect with people because the culture of it is just you look and you pass. You like it, you give a like and you pass. You don't mm-hmm. really interact with people too much. So right. you don't really see that, that many commentaries. But even then, I do have a lot of commentaries there from time to time. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, well, some people see it maybe a waste of time, but some people, of course, might find it stressful because even though Chinese people online, from what I've seen, it's quite nice. They don't really get that aggressive mm-hmm. or destructive with you. Uh, however, <laughs> uh, you, you see some weird stuff from time to time, man. Yeah. And, but if I don't look at it at all, then I miss out the good stuff because exactly. for me, uh, one of the things, comments I get there a lot is, Oh, you spend a lot of time answering to everything, which I do, yes. Mm-hmm. Because I realize, look, this social media thing, well, I have this because of the, I don't want to say fans, the followers. Well, if I don't have them, then my social media account means nothing. Well, then I, I should be appreciating mm-hmm. and, you know, I should be almost working for them in a way because that's the reason this exists. Right, right. So why do you want to call them followers, not fans? Yeah, because, you know... Um, I don't know. I think the fandom fans thing might sometimes be misunderstood. You know, the, the guy not necessarily have to be my fan to follow me. Right. You know, he just might like what I do. He might like my product, but he might not like me as a person. He might not like, uh, or I don't know. He, he might just not be a fan. He might just over like me. Yeah. Uh, I just think being a fan of because I'm a fan of a lot. I'm fans of a lot of people, mm-hmm. and I think that's a special kind of. Uh, 
uh, word that I don't want to waste on everybody. You know, if I, uh, you know, oh, I, I'm a big fan. Well, when people say that to me, I take a lot of pride in it. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think that's a special word. So... I don't know. I see what you're saying. No, I do yeah. I do follow a lot more people than I would say I'm a fan of. And I never thought yeah. of the difference before, but that's a really good point. Like just thinking about podcasts because it's it's where my brain goes these days. There are people when I refresh my podcast feed, if a certain podcast comes out, yeah. I listen to it that day. Yeah. Like I'll even write it down on my schedule to listen to it that day. Yes. And there's some when they come out I go, Oh, I'll eventually get to that. So I, th I yeah. think that would be partially the difference. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I think that's the very uh, like honoring world even. Mm -hmm. And I don't even also like some of the um, inter like internet, uh, how to say that, famous people. I don't know. Celebrities. Celebrities. Internet celebrities. Yeah. Sorry. My English sometimes goes, I mean, it's not that good anyways. But So uh, using that word a bit too often, mm -hmm. you know, and almost being a bit too proud. Yeah. I want to keep reminding myself to be honest. Mm -hmm. and that's what I believe, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we've skipped ahead quite a bit. Yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> no, sorry. it's okay. It happens. Oh, yeah. Look, life is not linear, so I yeah. just try to make it so on the paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, you came to China. You came to Beijing in 2008. You studied Chinese for a year? Yes. Like, only studied Chinese? Not even a year, actually, even a bit less. To be honest, I yeah. wasn't even that serious about it because I was trying to get some uh, spending money, pocket money, that's yeah. what we say, at, uh, at the end as well. I did learn some basics, let's put it that way, because as you know, Chinese language can get really hard and really yes. advanced. Yeah. But very, I'm sorry, very basic, uh, speaking like streetwise Chinese mm -hmm. is quite simple. Mm -hmm. It's like I verb something, you're where, you know, you can create right. quite uh, easy sentences like this. So I just got a good basic like that. It didn't really make me, make me any Chinese expert or anything, but it gave me something good to start with. Yeah. You're very modest. So when you moved from Turkey to China, how did your internet usage change? Well, it changed in a way where I spent, uh, I used to have a fiancé back in the day. So maybe 70% of the time I was trying to apologize and trying to explain <laughs> why I couldn't make it on time to talk with her. Yeah. That, that was most of it for a few, uh, for a short period. But other, other than that, um, uh, I cannot really remember. I think Facebook was not blocked yet, or mm, two thousand eight. I think that was the year that it that it got. It was blocked. getting blocked yeah. or something like that, right? So uh, I used to use it to connect with uh, family first, mm -hmm. and then family eventually gets used to you being away. You know, then <laughs> and start to use it to connect with Turkey some more. You know, with the martial arts world or the, all the message boards I was right, in right. and stuff. And of course, a lot of of it is wasting time watching videos, uh, some films, sure, sure, and sure. whatever it is. So it sounds like you kept up with the stuff you were doing online in Turkey when I you was came trying to China. To, yes. Did yes. you do anything new on? Well, WeChat wasn't in existence yet. Not much. Did you get on any Chinese platforms or apps or anything? When you Weibo. Were... I was using Weibo a lot. Where are to you connect. so soon? Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to see, uh, nothing really professional though. About those times, I didn't really uh, understand how to take advantage of social media. Mm. Or how can I, you know, uh, be good at it? Oh, so hard. Uh, yeah, exactly. You Weibo's like Twitter, Twitter, right? Weibo, or so. is it it's similar? Like Twitter, a bit of Twitter, a bit of Instagram, mm. kind of. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I would say more heavily like Twitter. Yeah. Right. So what were you, what were you doing on Weibo? Like pictures, comments, really random like stuff. That. Whatever I think is interesting, I mm -hmm. used to put it there. It doesn't get any likes, and 
<laughs> That's what I used to do mostly, just wasting time. And more importantly, what language were you writing on in Chinese on Weibo? I think mostly it was in English or horrible Chinese. Mm. So, oh, I'm a specialty. Then, my specialty is horrible Chinese. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Here's my uh, go-to saying when people ask me if I can speak Chinese or oh. not. It's like means. I can very fluently speak horrible Chinese. So that's that, that is way longer of a sentence than I can produce. <laughs> <laughs> I say, what do I say? Like Indian, Indian? Like no, yeah. a little bit, just a little bit. That's it. And that's yeah. and even saying that to open up. Some people a say Chinglish. Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah, what yeah, I, try yeah. To <laughs> I can grade my English so that you can understand me, but I can't necessarily speak Mandarin Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So Weibo and what else was there? There weren't really video sites or anything like Yuku that. Yuku was, I think, Yuku and Tugo. Oh, yeah. Tugo was very famous. Tugo is not, not existing. I don't know really that users. one. Well, QQ, was that still? Q- QQ, oh, Ren QQ Ren. was very famous. QQ yeah. was very famous. And, uh, uh, look, even those times, those, those were the first times yeah. I was meeting up my wife and mm-hmm. like first, my girlfriend back in the day. Yeah. I remember this very clearly. I asked her, Hey, can you give me, can you give me your QQ? Mm-hmm. She said, uh, no, I don't use QQ. I what? said, I was like, come on, you're Chinese and you don't have QQ? Come on, I'm a foreigner, I have QQ. <laughs> and then she ended up giving it to me. Yeah. And then she laughed and she gave it to me. But me saying that means QQ yeah. was a big thing back in the day. It was. That's what she asked for first. That was yeah. WeChat. Well, I remember we were in Nanjing in what, 2010, 2011, and QQ and Renren were the two big ones. Renren, I, yeah, Renren, I never used Renren though. I know Chinese yeah. people used it. It was yeah. a Facebook of yeah, right? exactly. Well, I never really used it. Yeah. No, and I was teaching like 18, 19 year olds and they were really into it. But when I would yeah, talk yeah, to yeah, people yeah, my yeah. age, they'd be like, eh, kind of thing. So yeah. I really think it was a very young person for that moment. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Does it exist now? People use it still? I don't think so. I hear it still exists, but yeah. I think, I, what's the equivalent? I think outside of China, like MySpace, it's kind my- of got, gotten that unpopular. Oh, okay, like, okay. I don't know okay, if you okay. were ever on I MySpace. See. Well, MySpace. Wow, that was so long people ago. People still use it, yeah. Yes, but yeah, again, yeah. very few. Very few right? I think Google Space <laughs> is, is MySpace getting, even up there. Google Space or Google Plus is getting ready to get closed down. I thought it already got closed. Right? Down. Is yeah. it still? I don't know. I never got. I was going to start using it for calls, and I heard it was closing down, so yeah. I didn't even look into it. I just it. recently said, received an email that they sent my me. MySpace yeah. is still up. Oh my That's god, crazy. I thought it was down. <laughs> That's crazy. Wow. That might be like a cult-like thing. I mean, it's just really right? specific people. Right? I wonder if those three people are still enjoying it. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they, some people maybe have so many content that maybe they just keep sharing it maybe. or something. Maybe. Why yeah. wouldn't you move over to another platform though? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Hey. I, I mean, to be honest, I, I have, judging. like I told you, I wasted a lot of time on Weibo. When I yeah. say wasted, a lot of posts were really waste. I don't know what I was doing. But in, uh, on the wall, because of that, I have about 4,000 posts today. How am I going to wow. move it ever to somewhere else? What if somebody else did the yeah. MySpace, right? My Twitter is my biggest, my Twitter yeah. is my biggest one. And I just saw the other day how many I've done and it was, it was downright scary. I was like, have yeah. I really? You can request your actual, like a file of all of your 10,000. That's crazy. Over 10,000 tweets. It's the one I've been on the longest. I still never got into it. Maybe I should. Because I don't use Facebook anymore. Mm. I think Facebook really sucks, to be honest. Seriously. Oh, my gosh. For a period, it was very useful. I was really thankful to them. Mm -hmm. I was praying to them, you know, like, thank you so much. But now I think it's really horrible. I was off of Facebook. I was on it for, like, two or three years. And then I went off it for a decade. And I went back on two months ago. Yeah. Just to kind of... Some people kept telling me there were all these podcasting groups on there and all these groups. The groups are the good thing. You can just do groups and not do individual timeline yeah. stuff 
And I was on it for a month and a half, and I just, I was bored. Same. I was Even so bored. Groups. I, know the, yeah. I, I think the only reason I use it is I still have some Turkish friends there mm-hmm. to kind of see what's going on. Sure. I don't like it because I don't even read the news. I want yeah. to see what's happening with the news from Facebook people so they I see their comments exactly, and everything. Yeah. And uh maybe I don't know, I'm in the toilet, I'm bored, that's the only reason. Like I don't really see any value in Facebook anymore. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I really yeah. thought I'd be on it for a little while just to keep up with those groups, but it's just I don't really no. feel like I feel like there's so many other places I can keep yes. in touch with them and, and one another thing is Facebook I think is a bit too aggressive mm-hmm. when it comes to uh Wanting money from your posts or sharing your posts. I mean, I have certain followers there. Uh, one of the reasons I never push it so hard mm-hmm. is I share a post and it just like, uh, doesn't even give it to 10 or 5% of the people who's following me. What? And then it's like, yeah, What's you have to get likes, blah, blah. But then, uh, it, it, you constantly see, uh, how about you pay money and then you, we can push it to this many people in Facebook. Do you have any pages there? You have to pay to have the people that yeah. follow you view your content. Yes. Yeah. That's the epitome of ridiculous. Yeah. And I, I wow. understand because I think most of the social media platforms do that mm-hmm. at the moment. But Facebook and even I think Instagram is doing it a bit too aggressively. Well, what's the point uh, of following someone if you can't see their stuff? Yeah, well, their, their point is, ah, oh, you know what, but you share it first if there's enough likes, blah, blah. But you know what, uh, man, I think, I, I see the logic, but I, yeah. because for example, Instagram says, eventually all your followers will see your posts mm-hmm. if they scroll down enough. Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, you know, I it's understand all... you want to balance it out and you want to make some money, but. Here's how to make money. Charge people like a dollar a month and just give us who we follow. Exactly. Forget yeah. the algorithm. Just show me who I want to, to keep honest, up with. I agree. I Please, agree. listeners, make this, <laughs> make this new social, make honest social media. Just call it honest social media. Or just give us, I would really appreciate this too. Like, HSM. Yeah. HSM. Somebody run with this, please. Somebody HSM. in the tech it industry. Sounds kind of weird. HSM. <laughs> <laughs> There's like SM, but this is HSM. This is, like, <laughs> this is honest social media. Forget the algorithm. Just charge us. I'll pay yes. to not see things I don't need to see. More on Eunice and his virtual life in a moment, but first, some podcasting information. A special thanks to Damon Castillo for letting us use songs from the Mess of Me album. The one we're using this month is called Sometime Guy. You can find all of his information, music, merchandise, and tour dates at DamonCastillo.com. The new Geopats podcast newsletter is out now. In fact, it comes out on Tuesdays. To get it in your email inbox, go to stephfuccio.com, S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O dot com. If listening to podcasts makes you think about making your own, I can help you. You can get a free month of Podbean hosting, which is where I host the Geopats podcast, at podbean.com forward slash virtual expats. And if you are in fact an expat, I am moving my beginning expat podcasters workshops from in-person to online. We're going to use Zoom cloud recording, and it's going to be very simple, very effective, and you're going to have a ton of resources. In fact, it feels more like a resource dump with some very streamlined chats on planning and idea sharing and those kinds of things than it does a workshop workshop. More information on that, you know where, stephfuccio.com. If you don't need to record a voice but do need a voice, I'm selling mine. If you or your company needs a voiceover talent, please contact me at voices.com forward slash actors forward slash stephfuccio. 
All of this information is in the show notes at geopets.podbean.com. What I'm not charging for are the promo spots in the Geopets podcast. About every 20 minutes, you'll hear a different announcement. These are free to content creators and people that have announcements related to the topics that we're talking about. In fact, the other two announcement spots in this particular episode with Eunice are China related. All right, let's get back to Eunice and his virtual expat story. At this point, yeah, because yeah. it's so frustrating. Or at least give me the choice. Hey, yeah. You know, you can tell me, hey, look, this is our normal system. You're not forced to pay the $1 or whatever a month. Sure. But if you do, we're going to just exactly. treat you like this. Okay. Exactly. I'm okay yeah. with that too. So HSM could actually be a part of social, but, but like part of Twitter, part of Instagram, part of that. Kind yeah. Of, it could be an I, overlay I so. or something. I, so. I don't know. I like creating tech in my head and I don't create it in real life. Yeah. I just don't but want yeah. to create a content, spend a lot of time. And yeah. at the end, I don't know if anybody can see right. it. Because again, I understand. Okay, I have a post, and you want to show it to ten people first. If it gets a lot of uh, likes or whatever, and then it's gonna move on from there. You choose a ten person randomly, and you luckily choose the ten guys. Maybe that day having a bad day or something. We're just not looking at their phone yet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it gets gets wasted. And Chinese social media is doing that now too. Weibo. Uh, is doing that. Even Doyin recently started, mm-hmm. you know, they had a huge strike on a lot of like your followers. So, Oh, fun fact. Um, yeah. did you ever get into live streaming in China? Not yet. I tried to. With I like... was going to do it on Doyin. What happened is they asked for Chinese ID and stuff. Ah. Oh. And then I kind of, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. do it somewhere somehow. There's a really good movie that came out last year called The People's Republic of Desire. And he mm. followed some people through the YY competition, live yeah. streaming competition. is really, really interesting. It's a little gloomier than I would like. Mm. But it, it seems like a fair representation of those two hosts and their process through mm. the competition. Well, I think, I mean, I like the concept of it. It's just... Uh, I haven't started doing it yet. I'm still getting my uh, Douyin account, my mm-hmm. business verified, so they can't give me more rights and everything. Right. But um, I, from time to time, I'm going to go in and look at what other people are doing. Sure, right? yeah. It's, I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it's really weird because, f- first of all, a lot of them are like really interesting things. Like, I mean, the guys, uh, girls are eating food or something. I don't know. It's really weird to me, man. I mean, I understand. I, I expect everybody's, uh, you know. And people are paying thing. a lot of money to watch them eat food. I see them yeah. in restaurants. I see all of the multiple cameras that they have set up yeah. around them and them sitting alone and just eating. And, and I'm imagining yeah. people are throwing money at them online. Yeah. And to be honest, another part of it is the fakery of it, you know, like, um, mm. I I sometimes go to Starbucks, okay, and I'm occasionally gonna see this lady. Uh, mm-hmm. I, she does makeup and everything, mm-hmm. and she goes to a corner in Starbucks, and she's gonna put that, you know, even the small light or whatever they're putting on her face. She's just, you know, interacting there. I don't know. I look at it, and it just feels weird to me. Yeah. I have done videos. I still do videos to this sure. day. And the one thing I want to keep doing is I want to keep it natural. I want to see if somebody's watching me mm-hmm. shooting a video. There's something really a connection there. Really, like they they see me trying to connect. Making jokes, trying to be funny, yeah. acting natural. Yeah. I like that natural feeling. And when I see these people, I don't know, there's a lot of fakery going there and just pisses me off. I don't know. I don't know. See, I keep thinking, okay, what is this similar to? Like, if you think of television and like scripted TV programs and those yeah. kinds of things, we know those are fake. Yeah. yeah. But I have the same reaction you do to live streams. I'm just yeah. kind of like, what, what's happening right now? Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> like, I what's can the see- difference? Clearly, the lady sits there for an hour and yeah. she doesn't speak. Mm. 
maybe very rare. Mm -hmm. And then it's all the girl is just changing the tilting the head this side a bit, then the other side of it, <laughs> smiling a bit, and yeah. then people give money. I mean, okay, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe you want to see some beautiful girl or something. I understand, man. You can yeah. do that too. It's just when it's heavily populated, and that's the only thing with live stream, especially in China. Mm. I don't know. I would like to see know. content. That's what I mean. I know. I agree with you, but but not everybody wants the same yeah. kind of content. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody yeah. wants to see the same. For sure. Yeah. It's interesting. So we we've been talking about yeah. <laughs> all of your um. How your social media habits, but we haven't been talking about your content. Can you tell yes. the listeners what you oh, yeah. what you make? It started as jujitsu mostly, you know, because I try to connect the jujitsu people first mm -hmm. and foremost, and that's what I know better. The, but then, here's the thing: jujitsu community number one is kind of not that big to begin with. Mm -hmm. But I like connecting with more people, so I try many different ideas. I did uh, movie commentaries, not in like just fight scenes or something. I did like many, many different stuff, but to be honest, one thing people reacted so well was mm -hmm. my funny videos, mm -hmm. and some things got exploded. Not only even in China, but like some of the funny content I've done is uh, has been purchased in the U.S. by uh, some media agencies uh, that's connected to Fail Army and stuff. They put it some there. Fail, sorry, Fail? Fail Army. You know, they they have very famous Fail videos online. What? Yeah. I'm looking this up right now. I, I think, what was the media agent's name? Joking Media, something like that. I forgot. But yeah, they purchased one of my funny videos. They put it in one of these, uh, what's it called? Uh, compilation videos. Oh. They just added it there. They wouldn't put your name on there though? No, it's just because a lot of short videos back in there. Oh, okay. okay and okay, okay. I have one you can search though, but, but I don't use my yeah. real name. Okay. That's also on Facebook. There's something called The Mass Martial Arts in Facebook. <laughs> So what's going on there is, uh, because martial arts is a funny thing. Yeah. There are a lot of fun things to do and it's real, but there are a lot of fake martial arts. So one day I just did a funny video and it, it was actually, uh, a prep video for a competition I was going to join. Right. And I was waiting for the camera, uh, how do you say that? Team to uh, start shooting and I get bored and I gave the camera to my students I say hey let's shoot this let's shoot this yeah. and then somebody's hugging me around the waist and I do some funny dance videos and he falls down like oh I'm dying and then we <laughs> somebody put this video and send it to them right? and they just got famous and I got connected to the uh, guy funny. I kept sending him uh, other funny videos where I pretend uh, this Eastern European guy you know I'm this guy and I teach really horrible martial arts movies right, right. as straight funny. But here's the funny thing. A lot of people take it seriously. Aww. And, you know, and they're like, they swear at me and stuff, but it makes it more famous. And even <laughs> funnier, even funnier, some of the guys were trying to defend the moves. That's like even funnier to me. Oh my gosh. You know? Yeah. So like we, we say, have a saying in Turkey, long one crazy guy yeah. throws a stone in the, into the well and four smart, like uh, wise guys couldn't take it out. It sounded like that. People are just start arguing about these things. It's crazy. I get my student and I do really stupid stuff. But the funny thing is not real. The people swearing at me and cannot see the joke, which is funny to me. Right. But the actual ones who are defending it, he's like, man, look, this is a good technique, but the guy, he just is kind of bad. He, he doesn't oh know how gosh, to do it. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, Come on, man. You know, <laughs> I, I cannot find it right now. I mean, we have to keep looking there, but the funny belly dancing video, when the guy just like, they hug my belly, my oh, students, yeah. and I really kind of just twist my <laughs> hips and they fall down and they keep trying to do that and I keep doing that and I walk around very serious. 
and then it uh, got, got big. But uh, but this again, this is never I wanted something I wanted to focus on. Right. So I don't really focus on foreign media. Right, right. I right. just did this and send away when I was I was, I was born. Yeah, yeah. Aboard. Yeah. But I also have some other videos on, uh, for example, on Douyin. And I think more of my famous videos are funny videos. But because I want to give back to the community, you know, I have every now and then I'm going to go visit the tournament. People want to take photos that does Jiu-Jitsu. And it's really interesting, man. I mean, it doesn't have to be too many. For me, it's already special. Even if one person comes to me and says, Yunus, you know what? I've seen you going competing, doing this, man. It inspires, yeah. inspired me. And that's why I said Jiu-Jitsu. It's something mm-hmm. so special, you know? Yeah. So, uh, that's why I just do my best to put on some good instructionals for yeah. free. I uh, uploaded on websites, just recently started on Bilibili, for example. Bilibili is a very famous, mm-hmm. uh, web- website for young people. Mm-hmm. I've been using it for a month, but it's been growing up okay. It's been like, I had uh, 3,000 viewers for now. I so, think what's it's the difference between Doyin and Bilibili? Doyin is like just entertainment. Fast entertainment and um, very short attention span. Your videos are going to get really big or just very small because mm-hmm. the guys is just like, they look at the video and like, ah, it's good. Ah, shit. Everything is so fast. It grows very fast or just it dies, it dies off very, very fast, fast as well. Uh, but but Bilibili is also short, short videos, right? Bilibili is like a bit longer. Oh, um, okay. Because my videos over there like... Uh, because one thing... Is I want to do my best, and yeah. if I do a technical intro- introduction, I keep uh, putting up more and more info, and yeah. it goes close to ten minutes sometimes. But mostly it's about five gotcha. minutes. Okay. I put some vlog stuff, but overall it's more like YouTube. YouTube, but a bit more maybe younger. Uh, uh, how to say? Com- no viewers. Maybe. Okay, so UQ is similar to YouTube. UQ also, is more so- like. You could not really YouTube anymore. Oh, Yuko okay. is more like watching TV serials, movies, that kind of sort of uh, thing. More, more longer. Bilibili is much more okay. like blog, vlog or... Actually, to be honest, Bilibili would be a good fit for you. You should look into that. That's very nice. And if you can spend some time putting up That's some... That's the thing. It's a setup. Yeah. Instead, shorter yeah. videos, maybe 10 minutes, 20 yeah. minutes, with some subtitles. If you can do that as well, right, right, right. Is, because they, their followers are hardcore. They will come in, they're going to put in comments, not necessarily always positive. As well. I mean, it's That's mostly fine. positive, but yeah. um, they're going to put in suggestions. Let me put you that. Yeah. They're going to put criticisms, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And one thing I like about Bilibili as well, again, is... In order to post there, you should pass a test. That's really interesting. What? Or in order to make posts, you have to pass a test. What? So what's they the have, test? They have this 120 questions uh, test, uh-huh. and you have to pass it. First 60 questions is like, oh, do you think this post is offensive? Uh, if you get mad about this, what oh, do you think? Wow. Well, how would you respond? And this kind of things. That's so That's good. Really interesting. I, I love it. And the is that for is, viewers and posters, or just yes. viewers Even and if you creators? Want to be posters, or for example, if you want to uh, donate to people, or you want to put in comments, you have to do that. But you can <gasps> like the videos. That's the first I've heard of any yes. sort of screening for yes. social media. Nothing elitist, you know. Nothing yeah. like oh, you have no, to no, be no, perfect. No, 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 no. It's a very simple thing. Just being a good digi- yes. digital citizen. Exactly. Like, uh, do you think this poses of acceptable in the channel mm-hmm. or not acceptable in the channel? Yeah. Would you report this or not? Those kind of things. This is amazing. Is At the end, the end of the questions for this yes. podcast, I ask people about like what sort of education should we have yes. with people, you know, to be good digital citizens, yes. and they actually, and I didn't realize they. I had it on. And the yeah. second part of this, this is the first 60 questions. Yeah. second 60 questions is like, uh, are you kind of, uh, how to say, 
well connected with the thing you're trying to do. Right. Because it's going to ask you, okay, choose a few topics, sports, uh, I don't know, games. Mm -hmm. So you choose these topics and it tests you on these. Right. These are a bit more maybe hard, but um, what they ask you is like, for example, if you choose sports, where was the last Olympics or those kind of things? And then you know what? They give you enough time. You know what I mean? You can just go search your Sure, 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 sure. To be honest, I just all answered A. <laughs> this part. I and you like, passed, obviously. Because they, uh, I mean, here's the other thing. They don't need too high of a record from you as well. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's, I think, 60 points. And, yeah. You don't but at least it's something because enough people would fall off just not even wanting to take the test. Exactly. So, oh, that's exactly. really good. And do you notice the difference in the feedback that you get on there versus Doyen? Hundred percent versus anywhere else. Hundred percent. That's because so cool. it's like, for example, some of the bad comments I get in Dolby. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's compare the worst. Straight swearing at me. Straight threats. It's like, hey, let's fight. Let's, I'm sorry. But even the threats that are like, let's fight. Not like I'm gonna kill or murder your family. Not like in YouTube. Right, right, right. But it's like, yeah, let's fight. You think you're tough? Let's fight. Yeah. That's the sort of thing. In there, the maybe the least. Like or like the worst comment is like, man, start adding some subtitles. Come on, add some subtitles, or man, come on, improve your Chinese. Wow. Which I take it quite positively. Actually. Yeah, that helps me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like maybe I should do that, or like, oh man, I should start training my Chinese harder even. Right, right, right. And that's really cool. Very heavily, mm -hmm. uh, I would say, overwhelmingly heavy part of the comments is either positive or positive criticism. So nice. That's really and they're into it. They're, mm -hmm. they're really into it. Yeah. yeah. So they're more fans than followers, probably. Exactly. And at least fans of the topics that you're talking right. about. Let me tell you that they right. take it serious. That's yeah. really really cool. Okay, now I'm I'm super inspired. Yes, like yeah. on Instagram, for example, sometimes when I share some stuff, mm -hmm. they might not necessarily be a fan of the topic they're following. I recently, just very recently, received a message on Instagram, and it's me like kicking the bags, and you know, I'm hoping to see some comments. Maybe I did bad or good, but the message I get is like, "Oh, brother, can I see some of more of your souls? You have nice souls. Come on, bro." Are they talking about feet or yes, your inside? Okay. Yes. So here. What does that mean? They uh, want to see more of your soul. <laughs> you see, but over there, I don't get those kind of comments. Right. I see like related to the topic. Not weird, yeah. Why do you think people write these ridiculous comments? And, and he says this, and I maybe hope that he yeah. knows he's a weirdo and he doesn't yeah. follow up with this. And then he keeps saying, hey, <laughs> is that possible to get those photos? I, I had to block it. Yeah. I hate doing that. That's one of the things I hate yeah, the most. Yeah. But I, I At least to. you can. I was blogging in 2003 and <laughs> it was really hard to block people then. And so I got some weird, weird stuff. I was outside of my home country, so I didn't care so much. But then yeah. somebody, same city I was in in Taiwan, yeah started to kind of stalk me and there I was go. like oh yeah. shit so I literally posted his phone number online and was like can somebody just talk to him yes I have no other recourse here there and there go. were there was nothing online there now at least there's some stuff online to yes. to stop it before it gets that yes. bad but it was just it's nice to see that and there's even more layers exactly. and people start to understand this kind of abuse is not really good no. again I see it's these days is you know like this PC SJW blah, blah. these things are getting discussed a lot and mm -hmm. I see two sides of the coin definitely Mm -hmm. That's why nobody likes me when it comes to arguments. Because <laughs> this guy's going to be like, hey, you know, this has to be like this. Yes. But I say, you have to think. And then the other guy's going to come in like, uh, you know, but how about this? Yeah. Then I say, hey, hold on. You have mm -hmm. to hold on as well because what he says is also correct. And then you're like, oh, you're a dick. You're a dick. <laughs> you know, nobody likes it in the end. But to be honest, I find a lot of things are always circular uh, for Okay, here's the thing. Why I love martial arts. I don't fight with anybody. I try to avoid it. 
Yeah. And I do believe if you're a nice person, if you have nice friends, if you don't hang out in weird locations, mm-hmm. and if you try your best uh, avoid uh, conflict, and that does not mean you have to be, uh, sorry, like you have to be a total, I don't know, loser or something. I was going to say another word, but you don't have to be that guy. You can still have a strong character and yeah. still avoid conflict. And if you're that kind of guy, you're not going to need this. I Most mean, of the, yeah. Martial arts, from what I understand, is not about attacking, it's about defending, right? That's one thing. But even then, my point is, you might not even need to defend yourself right. if you, you know, really take care. But it's about building a strong enough character that you mm-hmm. can actually define yourself, find your thoughts, mm-hmm. and then express yourself. Now, when it comes to these two arguments, it's always like this, right? There's A and there's B. A is the A believes he's the absolute truth. B mm-hmm. is he believes he's the absolute truth. But hold on. If you have been around so long and you still cannot find the, like you have to say, solve this conflict, mm-hmm. you have bo- both definitely have some right parts and the wrong parts exactly. because you still cannot solve it and you th- think you're absolute truth. It always is circular, I think. Once you keep going too far, you end up being you, uh, what you were fighting against. So you have to look at the things from two sides and you have you to do. have a certain balance. Most of the times the problem exists because even in the politics sector, there's a left, there's a right. Right mm-hmm. is like, oh, I can do this. And the left is like, no, you can't, you, you should stop talking about it. But then left is without realizing turning the fascist. And then your right is like, you know, turning into something else. So, you know, I really try to make it a habit. Yeah. Let's have a fair look at both sides and try mm-hmm. to find the best solution. But that's you don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> but which which side are you fighting for? That's the most important thing. I know. You should choose a side and try to kill the other side. That's what it is. It's, it's crazy, and people <laughs> think you're 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 undecided or you're uneducated no. if you don't pick one of the sides. And no. it's like, but life isn't really either extreme. It's yes. somewhere in between. I think here's the thing, though. Yeah. I still believe most of the people are like this. Mm-hmm. Most of the people are smart enough. Of it's course. just they're not yeah. the most vocal. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And the people that are that stubborn about being on those extremes are yes. so loud. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then they end up affecting mm-hmm. everybody else. Exactly. It's always yeah. the common people. Yeah. Common people are always, you know, getting, uh, yeah. how to say that, like a wave getting carried away to that side or this side. Whereas, <laughs> it's yeah. so true. It's so true. And it's, it's so easy to do that online because you don't see the full person. You just exactly. hear their words or see, read their words and you think, oh, that makes sense. Like the, the ridiculousness of some logic can seem very level-headed without knowing the full person it's coming from. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, again, the evils of the internet, but then there's so much good. Let's talk about some good. Yes, yes. So, wait, let's finish the timeline. So, you moved to Beijing, and then you moved to Shanghai. Yes. Now, in 2019, are you still playing any of the games that you played in Turkey? Any of the, what do you call it? Merc? Merc? The forums? Oh, okay. Are you doing anything you were doing in Turkey online now? I don't really follow boards anymore, Mm -hmm. because it's mostly about discussions and everything, but you know what? Uh, I find I uh, I can use my time more efficiently instead mm-hmm. of discussing actually doing things and other people end mm-hmm. up discussing about it now it's a different level I don't want to sound too cocky but now mm-hmm. even when I go we go online people talk about oh what about the tournaments and you mm-hmm. know who won well we are doing those things mm-hmm. now and people discuss about it that's why I want to keep it at and I, don't get me wrong I try to follow them from time to time mm-hmm. to see what people think about what we do. And I try to learn from it as well. Sometimes I, in the WeChat groups, instead of maybe message boards, I go to the WeChat groups that I like more. Mm-hmm. And we're going to discuss there. And not we always see eye to eye. You know, even sometimes people less experienced than me in the field I am, mm-hmm. they give me some great ideas or they correct me in certain things sure. which I love. But uh, yeah, maybe I spend a bit less time on that. Games are always there. 
<laughs> games, <laughs> you know, that's that's what I'm saying, like the expressing yourself, thing, yeah. right? Because before, before martial arts, it's always like, oh, you cannot do that. If you do that, you're gonna sound like this. You're gonna sound soft. You're gonna sound gay. You're gonna sound. That. Well, first of all, there's nothing wrong with any of these things. No, exactly. You can be that mm-hmm. and still have a strong character. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, you know, I even playing games back in the day, man. Uh, you know. If I play too many games, if I talk about it, you're gonna, gonna be a loser. If I wear this t-shirt with the games on it, people are gonna think I'm a loser. But, you know what? If you're a martial artist, you can do what the hell ever you want. You, you know, I don't <laughs> care. Nobody, like for example, I yeah. have my Ed Hardy shirt, which is, I'm sponsored. Yeah, what does your with. shirt say? Yeah, uh, it's, it's Ed Hardy. And Ed Hardy is uh, one of the, uh, how to say, uh, in the world. If you wear it in the US, I think they're gonna think you're, you're a total, Poser and loser, something like that. Ed Hardy, H A R D Y. Ed, yeah, Ed H A R D Y. Ed Hardy is a very famous uh, tattoo artist. Oh, you know? okay. And then a lot of his designs, they have this very shady. It's not shady. I'm sorry, not shiny, shiny, not shady, shiny. Ooh. Uh, like oily, you know, uh, yeah. look at me kind of designs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then um, in the US, it turned into like uh, want to be a tough, want to be tough guy thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a bit pricey as well. So in the US, it has a very bad image. But the thing is, they have different designers for different areas. Mm -hmm. So I'm sponsored by Ed Hardy China. And even though I specifically choose the shinier one still, they have a lot of nice designs. Right, right. And, uh, but even then, I would never be able to wear something like this. Yeah. That will get some attention if I wasn't doing martial arts. But now I'm like, I can do it. And here's the funny thing. Even people I know is like, uh, if you're a Eunice, you can do it. But I would do it. Because you know, I I feel free. That yeah. break my chains. That's the thing about martial arts. Because of confidence, or because they know you can kick their ass. I think there is a bit of okay. Let me tell you. <laughs> this is from Jordan. I'm gonna steal it. This is from Jordan Peterson mm. as well. But look, we are people. We are definitely advanced, and mm-hmm. we are beyond our instincts. Okay, like uh, we do a lot of things uh, that are maybe genes call for. But uh, sorry, we don't do a lot of things that our genes call for. Mm-hmm. We go beyond these things. I understand. But at the same time, for example, even when it comes to male-to-male relationships, mm-hmm. there's a part in our minds. You know, like male to male relationships, a lot of times going to be very respectful to yeah. a certain level because at the end, subconsciously, we always have that. It can turn into a fight. Sure. And I, we, we wanted to pretend it doesn't exist. We are all civilized and stuff, but it's there. It's you know? denial when we think that. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, I'm sorry. Of course, I also understand, you know, the gender is blah, blah. Just allow me to be like, you know, uh, very, uh, how to say, male, female, black, white. I understand. I don't want to get into that discussion. Allow me for this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with the male and female relations, mm-hmm. it gets more complicated because we don't have this kind of connection. Mm-hmm. So females can offend uh, males more comfortably or males can offend females more comfortably because blah, blah, blah. So I kind of think when you build up strong enough physically, it kind of builds respect and mm-hmm. uh, the reason might be that subconsciously this animal thing like this guy's strong mm-hmm. i don't mess with this guy yeah but not necessarily mean like man if i say he's gonna kick my ass not, not necessarily like thuggish but right. i think subconsciously we know when somebody has a strong character you don't want to necessarily mess with this guy you, yeah. you people prey on weaker guys right i teach this in self-defense courses as well mm-hmm. if you appear weak not you don't have to be strong but if you appear weak uh you're going to be preyed on. Right. That's why a lot of things are going to prey on this kind of mm-hmm. So 
I think, but, but now it comes to the, you know, but then it's because you're strong physically. I don't necessarily think so because maybe being physically strong turns on these things in my brain and makes me act more confident. And because if I wear this shirt and I walk around like I own it, then people don't judge you. Sure. You know what I mean? But how yep. did you build that confidence? So like the way those instincts come up, maybe it's because of the training. So that's, I don't know if it makes sense. It does. It does. Of course, it's not one or the other. It's yeah. all of them together. Yeah. Exactly. And it's not denying there are still differences between the genders and there are, di- there, yeah. there is a dynamic, an animalistic yeah. dynamic to our existence. Yes. We're still, exactly. we're still primal in so many ways. I, I think so. Yeah. And denying so that's silly. I yeah. pulled it again too far from the question. I'm sorry, but no. uh, yeah, I think playing games, I still do. <laughs> I now have tattoos of the games I used to play. Yeah. Do you I, wear? Yeah. Let's this see. is, this is from Planescape Torment. It's an RPG game. And just so you know, I was the leader of the science and fiction club in, uh, my university. And okay. this is kind of a shout out to Fallout game as well. I mean, I haven't been in US. In US, being a, how to say, part of the science fiction club or anything related yeah. makes you kind of a nerd loser or something like that. Well, I was the leader of that club. <laughs> See, those are all the people that grew up to be interesting in my high school, though. Like those yeah. people that at the time people were yeah. like, oh, they're so geeky. Now geeks are cool. Like geeks are exactly. interesting. There's geeks are the people part. you want to talk to at the parties exactly. that you go to. But yeah. then, now we have the... Yeah, now, now I can act like it, okay? <laughs> that, that, that is posers. These posers, they don't really play games, but they put on those glasses. I know it's fake. Don't do that. <laughs> it's ours. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, actually, that's a, that's the second time that you've brought up the idea of fakeness. Yes. How do we distinguish that online? How yeah, do, that's how, interesting. How do we do that? Yeah. Because it's really hard. People can change yeah. a lot of things with technology. Yes. Now it's time to, because I have been that part of the argument for mm. two times, let's look at the other side of it. Just people understand we try to be objective. Now, I also don't buy the argument. Uh, I was just being satirical just now. Yeah. Uh, I don't take the argument like, oh, you know what? If you wear that cap, you have to be that person. Like for example, I have a I have a cap that it has the NY on it. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what baseball or anything related, but I just like the cap. You know, it's New York. Just NY? It's not NY. The, the it's it's a baseball cap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I like I think it's, I even is have that a shirt. Yankees or is that? I, I think it's New York. It might be Yankees. I, I don't know. Sorry, I'm not really old. I don't know I either. Heard. But you know. But at least let me tell you this. No, like, the Yankees one says Yankees on it. Okay, it's N and there's a Y in that N. I have no idea. And uh, that's fine. It's fine. Continue. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I have a cap and even clothing of it. And then whenever I wear it, it's like you don't even know anything about the game or you don't even support that team. Yeah, it is it's, the it's Yankees. Nice. It is the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you were right. Uh, they have variety of different. Yeah. Uh, and in China, cats. their clothing is very famous too. That's mm-hmm. interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. But um, anyways, the thing is, I don't buy the argument, oh, you had to be this, then you can get to enjoy. No. But I think there's a certain limit to certain things. Mm-hmm. If I start, um, how to say, take it as a kind of indicator of my character. If I start to think that this defines me and I start to come up from the character maybe, and I'm like, hey guys, you know, I start wearing this everywhere and I start talking about the sports and everything. Well, you know what? In that case, maybe, yeah, I would appreciate if you know a little bit at least about what you're doing, mm-hmm. what you're trying to represent. At least right. you're representing it right. and you clearly say, hey, I'm representing this. Then maybe you better know about this a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, because I oftentimes see these people, for example, I don't want to pull the argument there again, but 
they talk about like the genders, but like in the computer games, and you ask them, okay, you take this quite like a lifestyle. Thanks. Uh, how many games have you played? Oh, I don't necessarily play games. I just like criticizing them. What? Uh, you know, I don't like that. No, you know? that that feels. Yeah, that's that kind of weird. Strange. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, it's interesting because I was just thinking as you were saying all of that, you're. A Turkish man who does a Brazilian-Japanese martial art in China. That's an interesting... Because there's a lot of talk in the PC circles now of appropriation, appropriation, appropriation. Like, where is that line between what you can represent and what you can be into compared to, like, what's from your home culture? Yeah, Uh, that's a nice question, actually. I think... Thank you. To be honest... <laughs> this is me, uh, how to say, getting time. Oh, I thought it was a genuine comment. <laughs> no, no. I think that's a very nice question because, like you said, first of all, I'm from Turkey. I'm in China and teaching Chinese people something from Brazil mm-hmm. and from Japan. Mm-hmm. And I don't even look like uh, your stereotypical Turkish guy. Blah blah. And but the thing is, I think at the end you have to choose. You know what I mean? You find yourself what mm-hmm. defines you, not because somebody told you. Okay, if you're coming from Turkey, you have a plus one point on representing something <laughs> comes from Turkey as well, because you automatically know about certain things. I understand, but that doesn't necessarily mean you're bound to mm-hmm. representing anything from Turkey. No, yeah. I read, of course, if you're from Turkey, I would hope that you know something about Turkey, you know, mm-hmm. to a certain level, about the history, about the you know. Kind it doesn't of mean you're an expert on everything, no, though. No, you don't have no. Yeah. No. But I mean, I would appreciate. Not not they say the thing sure, you sure, should, sure. but you know, appreciate that kind of thing. Yeah. But in the end, you have to find what defines you at the end. And again, I, I'm sorry, I'm advertising my martial art a lot, but no. it comes back to martial arts again. It gives you the power. It breaks the chains off of you, mm-hmm. so you can pursue this much better. Yeah. I found uh, out like a lot of people after they started jujitsu, they found the real passions in their life, maybe even outside the jujitsu mm-hmm. circle. But because they are strong enough now to pursue what they want to pursue, I don't know if it makes sense. So uh, that's the kind of thing. I think at the end, you have to find it out yourself. I often see mm-hmm. these really, um, you know, depressing things. Like, oh, but, you know, life is pointless. The world's going to end anyways. You know what's going to... Yeah, but you know what? I mean, you're here, man. Yeah. And you just just trying to find out what's, what's uh, you know, good about yourself or... Maybe take it like a challenge. Let's try to be like good at something in your life. I don't know. There's because, so much good you can find in the exactly. world. Exactly. Yeah. I really like this. Uh, recently, I was reaching, uh, listening to a podcast of a semi-famous, uh, how do you say that? Theater uh, player? Is that actor? Yeah. Theater yes. actor? Mm-hmm. And he talks about like they ask, but this guy always plays some depressing roles. Actually, he's <laughs> a very positive guy. Right. He ends up dying early and then saying the shows he plays. Yeah. Uh, but he's like a very positive and influencing guy. And he says like, look, there's this famous story and it might be, maybe you heard this before, but I'm going to let it explain it probably. He, there's this guy, uh, hanging off of a cliff, mm-hmm. uh, which is, it's like there's a cliff and there's a, Twig, not the straw, mm-hmm. uh, out the cliff as well. So he's hanging off the branch, branch. He's hanging off Ooh, this branch. Yeah. And then on the cliff, there's a lion who's waiting for him. If he comes up, he's gonna eat him. And below, there's a snake. So if you just let's uh, go, uh, sorry, just below him, there's oh. he's just too high, or there's an animal. I don't remember. Sorry. Right, right. Let's say it's too high. So if he lets go of the branch, he's also gonna die. And then he's like, I, I'm done. He gets the prison and stuff. But then. He realizes there's a little fruit just just uh, coming off of the branch as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say the strawberry, and he notices it and he eats it. 
And it's like the most beautiful fruit he ever tasted, like most beautiful yeah. thing. He just gets the full pleasure of it, right? Mm-hmm. And then the guy says, just eat that fruit, mm-hmm. you know? Don't start focused on, oh, this is, this is, yes, things are going to end. Yes, so, but you know what? There's this good thing. Let's just, you know, enjoy it. Exactly. And if you can do that, it's going to be much more, you know, enjoyable. Exactly. It's you know? all about perspective. You can exactly. at any given time, granted, there's sometimes where th- life is le- legitimately shitty and there's it no is. good way about it. But most of the time, most of the time, it can be how you're looking at things. Exactly. And yeah. here's the other thing of, the other part of it. It might be a dodgy movie, you know, because it's very mainstream. Rocky movies, Sylvester Stallone, you know. Of, you know, it's yeah. mainstream, blah, blah, A lot of times... That doesn't it's, mean it's bad. But there's one yeah. quote in it. Mm. I mean, I would expect to see this quote maybe from something much deeper than mm-hmm. I've seen in the Rocky movie. He says, the life is not about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Life is not a beautiful Ooh. place, he says. And then, that's, that's so nice. That's, that's, that's true. Who because, says that in the movie? Uh, he, he, Rocky Balboa says it to his oh, son. He because his <gasps> son is just so underwhelmed, he's angry with his dad because everybody has these great expectations mm-hmm. of his son. He gets uh, overrun, blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. that, that's what he says to his son. And then they end up having a great relationship mm-hmm. again, blah, blah, blah. But that's the truth. You know, everybody thinks so like, true. oh, he gets so depressed. I have this problem. I had that problem. And they look at other examples and they think like they only have they have this problem. No, we all have these problems. We all have crazy things going on with our lives, but mm-hmm. we just keep moving forward. Exactly. That's how it is. People look at me and oh man, you know, so I wish you were strong as you. Number one, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. I'm not strong at all. Uh, okay, maybe compared to a guy who never trains, maybe. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, every time I compete, I'm one of the weaker guys in mm-hmm. my division against com- people I'm competing against. And then, man, I, you don't know how I was born. I was wearing special shoes and stuff, so I don't look deformed, you know? Right. And even now, I have still some problems. Like, I don't want to go into detail sure. one by one, but that's how I built up. Like, in 15 years, I was right. able to build up something that holds up, you know? And then people think like, oh, man, the end result. No, you don't know the challenges I've been through. Yeah. And just like all of us, we all have these things, but you're so focused on the what other people have. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I have a small issue with my life, so life sucks. No. It's about, that's when we see if you're really strong and you deserve anything good or not. One of my dearest friends has this theory. Like she had some (laughs) health issues when she was younger and she's like, anything can happen now. She's like, because I grew up expecting things to fall apart constantly. She's like, she grew up, you know, kind of learning how to deal with constant chronic pain and and different issues and stuff like that. And she's like, anything. She says when she meets people who don't have health problems until they're older, she's like, oh my gosh, I can't handle them because they just completely fall apart in two seconds. One tiny problem and they're like, I don't know what to do with my life. And she's like, well, you just keep going and you just learn to work around it. Yeah, Exactly. Maybe because I do martial arts, I'm a bit rougher than that. Sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like, do you have a problem? Good. That's when you get stronger. <laughs> you know, it's about man time. up. Yeah, man up and take it like a man. Just keep moving forward, you know? So, and that's how it is. Like, uh, people, again, sometimes I say, oh, you know, my friend uh, died and stuff. Yes, that's going to happen, man. Yeah. Just in two years, my grandma, my grandfather, another grandfather, uh, my uh, my friend, my uncle yeah. um, uh, got cancer and died. They, they were all cancer, by the way, except one or two, I think. And my mom and dad also got cancer, kind of beat them after surgeries and stuff. What am I going to do now? Right. Should I cry? No, or no? Look, you know, this is a reminder. Spend more time with your loved ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? You better yeah. start focusing on them now so because nothing is really permanent. Those are true words from Eunice. Nothing is permanent. Appreciate 
where you are and what you're doing, I cannot think of anything more accurately mindful than that, whether you're on or offline. Another wise person I know, Brandon Davis of the How China Works podcast, and If I Knew You Better, has some words about China that has a podcast about China that is also incredibly wise. Let's have a listen to what he has to say. Hi there, I'm Brendan Davis coming to you from Beijing, and I'm the co-host with Ying Li of the podcast How China Works. Since you like Steph's show, we thought you might like our show too, so I want to tell you about it really fast. Our first season was designed as a crash course in China for foreigners and to help a young Chinese audience who's going global. Those shows are heavily researched to give insights into the most critical situations you'll need to understand, regardless of whether you're coming or going from China. This year, we switched gears to an interview format. We talked to leading China players from around the world, people who are actively engaged in shaping, changing, or navigating this fast-changing dynamic. We've had some truly amazing guests join us, so we would be honored if you would join us to check us out online or at one of our live events we're doing around Beijing now. You can find How China Works in all podcatchers or visit us on Online at HowChinaWorksPodcast.com to learn more. A few more time-sensitive things about Brendan Davis and How China Works. His WeChat Moments, which is the equivalent of like a Facebook post, Facebook stream. I'm not even sure what it's called anymore. <laughs> it says, our next How China Works Live podcast event is with Jesse Appel on September 17th at the U.S. China Comedy Center in Beijing. So if you're in Beijing, he wants you to tell friends and join them for a fun and funny night. So it's from 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Tuesday, September 17th. Again, the U.S. China Comedy Center. It is uh, 60 kwai in advance, 80 at the door. So that is some timely information. The podcast, however, How China Works, is not time sensitive. You can listen to it anytime. That is the beauty of podcasts. And that's also true of uh, Eunice's Douyin videos and also his Instagram videos. I want those of you living outside of China to know that you can also view some of Eunice's videos, not just on his Douyin account, if you download the app, but you can also watch some of them on Instagram. He does put them there and he does put them on YouTube. I'll put the links down in the show notes or at geopets.podbean.com. You content, content, content. I am obsessed with content and you're listening to this. So in some way, shape or form, I think you might be too. Let's get back to that content. And more importantly, the person behind the content we're investigating today, Eunice. Do you think that the internet has helped or hurt us more? A combination of two things. Yeah. Because there's a nicer part of it as well. Mm-hmm. We get to know uh, about people again, uh, easier we get, uh, how to say, influence with people easier because we have the chance now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we end up doing a lot of more donations and everything, maybe again, because we hear about these things mm-hmm. and it's easier to do these things. Mm-hmm. You don't have to necessarily go to a bank and apply for a set of things. I can easily just go on, just a few clicks, I can donate to people. Yeah. So here's the thing, man. Look, I, there's the two sides, again, to everything, okay? I don't buy these photos, oh, people are zombies now, they look at the phones, yeah, but what did they yeah. do when they do that? Exactly. They're reading books. They're doing useful things. Yeah. You know, what What do you think? Uh, here's, uh, you know, if you remember, it's like, oh, because 
I transitioned from non-internet to internet. I was the mm-hmm. last generation did that in Turkey. Mm-hmm. What do you think people were doing before internet? Do you think they were all yes. socializing? Yes. They were all like, hey man, how about you? Know, how, how are you doing? Let's socialize. Let's talk. Let's do something useful. I'm in the, I'm in the subway. Yeah. Let me try to find out these atomic particles. Right? No. There's they a, would just sit down there and do nothing. There's a beautiful photo of like, ni- I think it's 1950s or 1960s, yeah. New York City metro. And you just see people with their newspapers. Up. Yes. And exactly. it's like, no, 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 guys, we didn't talk to each other on the subway before phones. Yeah. And let me give you a secret. Let me oh. give you a secret. They weren't even reading the newspapers, okay? They were reading the sports pages. Yeah. They were reading the parts where there's a beautiful lady or yeah. has some yeah. guy and stuff. Yeah. They wouldn't even read the long articles. So that's what it happened. Exactly. Th- that's what it was. But now we have the phones. I'm actually doing connecting with people now. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there's the other part of it. And I might sometimes get addicted to this. Mm-hmm. I can get more and more disconnected. But life is changing. It's about us analyzing the good and parts of the uh, mm-hmm. bad parts of this. And because we're in the transition phase, yes, we make a lot of mistakes. A lot of kids get addicted to this. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the transition. How or when do we get out of this transition phase? Yeah. First of all, in order to... Like everything in our life, if I'm going to solve a problem, I mm-hmm. have to understand I have a problem first mm-hmm. and I have to analyze it. So we have to first be able to analyze this thing that we're talking about. right? Do you think that's so done country learn. by country or do you think as a whole we'll kind of realize this? I think uh, definitely it differs from country to country because not everybody is as well integrated as each other, right? Like, for okay. example, uh, if I talk about U.S., U.S., Changes just too fast and everything. So everything happens too fast and maybe uh, too fast and the first maybe over there. Mm. And then it reflects the other countries, not always the same speed, not necessarily about the technological level, but just some countries take it faster and slower or some people take it totally different way. Like China, mm-hmm. we talk about censorship, blah, blah, but at the same time, China is ahead in many other countries. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. As far as the technological part, I feel like yes. China's leading the way in some ways. I mean, yes. look at look at digital payments. Yes. It's just Beggars have codes yeah. now. It's uh, mm-hmm. QR codes that you can scan and give exactly. them Exactly. So it's, yeah, it's very interesting. It'd be interesting to see. Like if we could look ahead 20 or 30 years. Yes. It's going to be a totally different world. And I think totally something's going to stop here. That's the scary thing, though. Because... We have internet now. We're mm-hmm. trying to understand and kind of adjust. Mm-hmm. By 30 years, it's going to be totally different. Maybe it's going to be a lot of things are going to be automatic. I'm going to be, do, be doing this with some other, I don't know, cybernetics or something. Who knows? I know, but you know what? When I was a kid, we always talked about flying cars and I'm still waiting. Yes. So I feel like but we at the same expect, time, yeah. here's the funny thing. I think the concept is kind of there, but not the way we picture. Like, for example, how can we tell we're not cyborgs now, right? If you listen to Elon Musk, we are on the first, I mean, we are half cyborg guys now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we are connecting with uh, cell phones. Mm-hmm. We kind of uh, get our information by cell phones. Like, yes, cell phone is not connected, implemented on my body. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, we are quite connected with the cell phone and mm-hmm. it's uh, leading, I don't know, uh, tools of our lives. And I, I can't know what your thoughts in mm-hmm. a way yeah. by cell phone. Like, you know what I mean? Communicating in any other way. Right. Uh, it just needs to go. It's the, maybe, yeah, it's not going to be flying cars, but we have so oh advanced technology. <laughs> flying uh, everywhere yeah. is much easier than before. Yeah. When I was a kid, flying was a luxury. Now I can just fly anywhere I want. I can just get it booked. Well, yeah. not necessarily flying cars, but again, you know, so it's really yeah, developing yeah, yeah, yeah. in a scary way, not just maybe science fiction movie like, you know. 
I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's just scary. It depends on yeah. which which part of it at at what point. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I yeah. say scary, maybe I choose the wrong word, man. I mean, maybe uh, let's choose another word. But it's just um, maybe exciting in mm-hmm. a way. It's like uh, breathtaking. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah. what will it be? Do, can we really predict right now what'll happen in the next twenty or thirty years? Not really, yeah, I, I think, think that's so, kind of we can guess hard. again, but not necessarily right. Suddenly something happens. Even a few years ago, just the touch uh, touch phones. Oh yeah, it was crazy for me. Yeah, I mean, I just think about from when you started using the internet to now, and how much has changed. Yeah, and how much you can do online now. Yeah. I mean, it just. I grew up with, way before the internet, and I'm just floored. Like going yes. from from going to libraries as a kid to just taking my phone out of my pocket. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just crazy. Like, good crazy to me. I'm like, I can't believe how much stuff I can just find. Yes. With two seconds of, of exactly. searching. It's but just, for example, yeah. as a person who used to go to libraries, mm-hmm. now uh, we have a lot of fake knowledge as well. A lot of people right. go out, they think they know something, they have enough to make uh, claims on certain things, mm-hmm. but they don't know, actually, because we don't have the habit of actually going to the library and studying some things into depth. True, and I would I would argue with that, yeah. that when I was growing up, a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. in the libraries was very, uh, censored is the wrong word, but very massaged information that okay. the people that published it wanted us to know about stuff. So, uh, certainly. But so, now, yeah. I think it's even in a worse level right now, though, because... Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think about Wikipedia, anybody can write it or uh, something there. Maybe with the books, again, like you said, uh, some people might try to manage how they want you to think about certain mm-hmm. things. So you have to have, again, habit of reading multiple sources. Right. And kind of have the uh, final judgment about it. The Wikipedia, you just go to Wikipedia and maybe some guy, maybe Bob next door who doesn't know about certain things. There's been some interesting it. studies about Wikipedia and how mm-hmm. fast bad information is changed by other people. And mm-hmm. it's actually, it's really, really promising on how quickly false information is yeah. changed. Because uh, anybody can go in and, and read it and, cha- and go, that's bullshit, and change it back to quote-unquote yeah. real information. But then again, uh, here's the thing. I think there's still levels to that because at the end people, uh, okay, this is the right knowledge mm-hmm. that uh, people think is not wrong, but then you ask a historian about it, There's, and a real historian yeah. reads it and says, "What the fuck is this?" I'm sorry, but what is this? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That's very true. It's like yeah. what is what is an, on, in so many different areas. What is right and what is wrong? What is yeah. true? What is false? These are all very slippery yes. things. So it's yeah, yeah. it's it's all. It's I, I guess it's a part of the change. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. we cannot rely on the old historians forever. We have to have the wow. you know. Do you see these clouds? It's crazy, right? It's two listeners. It's, it's, it's one forty in the afternoon, and it has just absolutely gotten super dark and outside. If, uh, for the, again, for the listeners as well, I was coming in by my t-shirt. It was so hot and was so sunny. Yeah, I was sweating. Yeah, and now it's all dark. It's, it's so crazy. Like it's like as we're talking about the gloom and doom of the future. The yes. sky is replicating and our we're gonna get punished. It's <laughs> Zeus is going to punish us now. Oh yes, we may have talked too much about the technology. You make uh, it so. <laughs> <laughs> it's on you. It's on these two people doing this podcast. Let's and, <laughs> yeah. I feel so responsible. Sorry, listeners. Actually, they probably so won't even get this because we'll be gone. Okay, internet's a sin. Sorry, Zeus. Yeah. Let's come let's come back to your specific projects. Yes. When you started doing your videos, who did you think you would be talking to or who did you think would be viewing them? Oh, well, very honestly, I was hoping I get maybe 10, 20 people who actually watches these things yeah. and can give me their ideas. So I have a small circle of people 
who actually appreciate this. So I had a kind of small internet friend mm-hmm. circle. That's yeah. what I thought. And uh, it grew much bigger than that, man. Yeah. I, oh, boy, I was wrong. Especially, <laughs> here's the funny thing, though. Uh, I started putting out some good information mm-hmm. and, you know, I was hoping it would get appreciated, but it never grew, right? But then I started putting on funny things. Mm-hmm. and just blew up. Yeah. And another funny part to this uh, is... I was hoping my jiu-jitsu videos would bring in more jiu-jitsu people into the sport, but mm-hmm. no. It's actually the funny videos that I did, even actually sometimes making fun of jiu-jitsu, brought in more people to jiu-jitsu, and we're getting more inquiries or people coming into my academy. Man, you know, so I love your videos, man. I want to try this sport. Again, you know. So it really blew, uh, grew up to something I never expected it to grow into, yeah. See, that's so funny because I tell, I'm, I'm starting to do beginning podcast advising i guess you could say or helping or Mm -hmm. mentoring or whatever Mm -hmm. which i think is really funny because i'm still learning so much already still i'm still learning so much still but people keep saying i want to do this and they're stuck in i want to do that and i'm like be flat the first six months at least yes be really flexible because you don't know what your creation wants to be yet exactly yeah Yeah. because it sounds like that's also true for videos yeah you probably don't know much about yourself as well Mm -hmm. because here's the Mm. thing well Mm-hmm. Not that much for West, maybe, but when Chinese people look at me, okay, this hairy, beardy guy with tattoos and stuff, they expect me to be maybe rough and tough, and mm-hmm. then they say, hey, this guy does funny things. How come? And then, well, I wouldn't expect it to grow this much as well. So you're going to discover some interesting things about yourself as well. Okay, so so your your audience is not who you expected, and it yes. grew, it sounds like it grew bigger than you expected. Yes, also. Um, so who are they? Who, like, demographically, if you were to say, like, well, what age group, what gender, what um, interests? Demographically speaking, I think it's everywhere. Because the, especially for Dwayne, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. For Billy Billy, it's everywhere. Because there Do you are mean people, everywhere in China? Everywhere in China. Okay, China. gotcha, it's gotcha. purely focus on China. Yeah. Because, as you know, China is so big, when we think about it, I'm so thinking about regions, yeah. certain regions. Yeah. Um, but for the age groups, I would say, for example, in Douyin, it mm-hmm. goes, I think it's more the younger circle, but mm-hmm. then I, uh, occasionally I get a, a lot of comments from old people. Mm-hmm. I get comments from kids, actually a lot of uh, hardcore followers are actual kids, like 10, 11 years old sometimes. I've heard you have some videos with some very small kids, too. Mm, like I, I used to have some jujitsu ones, yeah, yeah, but not necessarily interacting with them, not necessarily. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, for sure. And so what I mean is really a wide range of people right, now right. in Douyin. In Bilibili, though, I would assume from uh, older teenagers to maybe thirty, forty-ish mm-hmm. in that age group. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Why do you think there's such a difference from one platform to the other? Because I think though it's too big, so it can it starts slowly spreading to more and more people. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a, a pre- since you started making the videos? Do you feel like there's a pressure to keep making them? Well, I not necessarily. Well, it's a combination of two things. Number one, I can enjoy it, mm-hmm. so I feel like I'm just gonna keep doing it because I enjoy doing it. Mm-hmm. But again, <clears throat> from time to time, for example, maybe I feel like creating a certain kind of content. I don't feel like creating maybe, I don't know, jujitsu stuff or I don't feel like creating the funny stuff. It's just not in there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, hey, hold on. You, know, you haven't been sharing a lot of things over there. You kind of owe it to these guys. Let's think about it. So maybe a bit of motivation, not necessarily pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think if you're really feeling pressure, you're probably enjoying it. 
Yeah, you know? I, I agree. Yeah, so, it's like you have to do it instead of you want to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, Definitely. but that does not maybe because I don't want to discourage anybody. It might it might be that you haven't found out what you want to create. You know what I mean? There might be certain things. Maybe you never thought about it. You have been doing a lot of fitness stuff, but actually mm-hmm. your passion is in cooking. Mm-hmm. Why not try to uh, try that? You know. And then you can relate it to fitness. You can make it healthy. And then you suddenly realize, hey, I enjoy doing this. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot. I don't, I haven't actually used Douyin very much. You have to use your phone. For, for, you ha- you do have to use your phone. You have to use your phone. Uh, but I can, if you want, I can show you some stuff. No, no, no. I'm just wondering for the listeners. Um, we have a, about half of the listeners are in the US at this point. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering. They would have to download the app in order yes, to. Yes, and even then, they might have a hard time opening uh, the videos. It might be very slow. Uh, it's not okay. going to be blocked, but it's going to be very slow. Okay. In reverse, though, it's going to be blocked. Like we cannot actually watch TikTok without a VPN. Right. Uh, not that I know about anything about it. I don't use it. I don't know what a VPN is, but I heard. Well, they would VPN. be in the U.S. though, so they wouldn't need. They wouldn't need such a device. Okay. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> so I'm just trying to think what if they wanted to see your videos, yes. they would go to TikTok, right? They uh, they need to go to Douyin. Uh, but if they oh, want different than TikTok. Okay. If they're lazy and they they're like, hey, man, I don't want to really look in Douyin. However, I want to see what it is like. Then you can just open the TikTok. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. When they go to TikTok, apparently I have it on my phone. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. What would they... What, I don't want app info. I want to go into the app. What would they search for? Would they search for uh, your name or do you, you have a different... Yeah, I think there are a lot of Yunus's around in uh, China as well. Really? One, yes, because uh, it might be two reasons. Number one, there are Turkish people for sure. Mm. And Doyen has huge... Usage, you know, it's crazy, millions. See, it's asking me users, sounds, hashtags. Yes. This is TikTok? Yeah. I don't have TikTok. Oh. Yeah, yeah. But it, so it's not exactly the same thing. So you're innocent. I, not oh, no, no, not the same thing. Uh, like, is in, uh, it's the same sort of app. It's almost the same app. Is in, okay. Even their logos are very similar. Right. And they kind of, Chinese people, apparently, one by one, straight copied it or something. So it's like Shimalaya and Himalaya. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's like Facebook and Renren. Oh, uh, no. okay. So they are two different platforms different, different with different very platforms. similar different, stuff. Different, different. Okay. So Douyin's like D-O-U-Y-I-N. Is that right? D-O-U-Y-I-N. Correct. Yeah. That's not coming up either. But I'm looking in the Play Store. Yeah. Have you ever read AI Superpower by Kai Fu Lee? Not... He's from Taiwan, yes. and he studied uh, partially in the U.S., partially in Asia, and he worked for big tech companies. Yes, and so he taught. He goes through the the history of technology from a China perspective, and okay. he talks okay. about the Chinese internet and the international internet. Okay, and it's really interesting. And he it, it, there's terminology that he uses that's very very helpful for talking about the differences mm-hmm. between the two and the mm-hmm. history of the two and mm-hmm. why it's going to continue being two separate things. Okay, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, I and this is this is what I think of when I can't find an app in the Google Play Store. Oh, and yeah, I have yeah, to yeah, yeah. I have to go to uh, anything if it's an Android phone. They, they should have a store app already in it. So is it an Android phone? Yeah. That, it should have an app in it already that uh, helps you download a lot of the apps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Google Play Store. But it doesn't No, no, have... no. That should be a Chinese... Oh, hold on. You, you got your phone in In US? Hong Kong. In Hong Kong? Oh. Yeah, okay. exactly. <laughs> okay. That should be a way. So what you should do then, uh, you go to Chinese... Uh, just trying to find out what Chinese apps are available. Go to their website. Exactly. Download the APK file. Exactly. Put it in your phone. Exactly. And then you have the Chinese yeah, 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 store yeah. now. And don't get surprised, right. a lot of apps 
a lot of paid apps in the US you can find there for free. That does not necessarily oh, yeah. mean illegal. It just they uh, kind of shape it for Chinese users. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. either cheaper. Um, here's the APK. So, <laughs> listeners, if you go to douyin dot com yeah. and you hit on Android or I mentioned App Store, yeah, you can. They yeah. have two different buttons, and then you can download the APK, and then I'm guessing you can put that file on your phone. Wow, that is quite a way. To, and another yeah. advice for people in the US: mm-hmm. if you're interested in Chinese. Uh, Website or mm-hmm. social media and everything, you're gonna find out. Oftentimes, it's uh, it's blocked. You cannot use, uh, for example, video calls and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. or it's gonna be too slow. What you can do is download a VPN specifically for that purpose. That gives you a Chinese IP mm-hmm. from US. If you use that, everything should be much faster. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And there are some free VPNs that you can use without exactly. doing like a yearly commitment or anything like yes. that. I've heard about these creatures VPNs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, sorry. It's just that so much, so much of the audience is not in China that I like to give them a little yes, bit of yes. how to find stuff. Because yes. I imagine, I don't know. I think of, I think of podcasting as what do I do as a listener? If I hear something interesting, I want to go to the show notes and find it and watch it or listen to it or that kind of thing. So I imagine they'll want to see your videos. So yeah, I mean, so I'd be happy. I just look, <laughs> look uh, tell me if it's funny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I'll try to download this app and figure out how to use it. And I mean, who knows? Maybe I'll actually put instructions. <laughs> A lot of videos also, uh, my social, uh, Chinese social media videos are often in Chinese though, just so you know. That's fine. In addition to this, two others, because I'm a crazy person, and one of them <laughs> is on learning Chinese, and a fair number of people I talk to in those conversations are putting stuff on social media in Chinese, and a fair number of the, uh, I thought I was going to actually connect with other people learning Chinese, mm. and what's happened, similar to your project, is I, a lot of people who are already fluent, are following me, which confuses the heck out of me, but I love mm-hmm. that they're there. But it was a very different audience than I had intended. Mm-hmm. And they're always looking for more things in Chinese mm-hmm. to help practice their higher level of Chinese. Mm-hmm. So that would be a good thing for them. That's so, interesting, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, totally different. Yeah. Like who you think you're going to talk to exactly. and who you end up talking yeah. to. Let's do yes. a hypothetical. If you were still in Turkey, do you think you would have would have started to to make these videos, these funny jujitsu videos? Well, it's very hard to say. First of all, if mm-hmm. I would be doing jujitsu at all, mm-hmm. or because here's the thing: many uh, people in China, like as foreigners, they come to China is to find out maybe purchase some new uh, jobs yeah. or new lifestyles and so that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Now, when I came to China, I just wanted to have some overseas experience. I already have, even to this day, I have very good connections in Turkey. Mm-hmm. I would have had a very good life if I'm just specifically talking about economics. Right. I have very good connections. I have always had better opportunities than I had in China mm-hmm. if I had to choose my old profession and like if I stayed in Turkey. Uh, I'm originally an industrial engineer, which is a very social engineering uh, type. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily with machines. We study machines, but we end up managing things. Right. And... Um, I invested a lot of time in business development mm-hmm. even in China. So that's what I would be doing. And I would, I would, I think, I'm guessing, think like social media thing is maybe a waste of time or something like that. Mm-hmm. I would just definitely be a corporate guy working for money only, trying to, you know, get, uh, uh, how to say objects. That's, that would be my right. focus, I think. Right. Staying here and ignoring all these advantages I had, maybe I lost most of them now. Uh, was like I mean maybe a different person it, it made uh, it uh, made a different Yunus come out and mm-hmm. like 
totally like if you would tell me, man, you know, you're gonna be martial arts guy who is teaching in China, I would be laughing at you really bad, and I would make fun of you too. You know, that's like so uh, so unexpected, mm-hmm. so unexpected. It's one of the things I've been trying to tease out in this podcast is what is it that changed us more? Is it the progression of the stuff that's happening online, or is it us changing countries and? having different opportunities and I think that more because social media thing is the end result of what mm-hmm. happened to me yeah. overall first of all China doesn't look like anything else around the world mm-hmm. okay you're coming from the west man don't expect to find anything that you expect what Maya was expecting to see kung fu people everywhere yeah. dragons flying in the sky <laughs> that kind of stuff and you know people eating bugs every day hey yeah. what you eat for lunch you know some cockroaches you know at the evening maybe some butterflies that kind of thing but uh what happened at the end was it's a totally different world. Like not even explainable, you know, because it was such out of my expectation. Mm-hmm. But then it exposes you, it makes you feel like you're suddenly in this place you don't know anything about mm-hmm. and you have to rediscover everything. Mm-hmm. When you start rediscovering things, you rediscover yourself as well. Mm-hmm. You discover your limitations, totally different uh, human uh, interactions, uh, human habits, the way like the the house you live in is so different. You know, I'm, I'm used to being living in big homes, sorry. You know, in Turkey, we have big houses, a uh, house, inter- yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, interior mm-hmm. design and everything. And suddenly, you live in a totally different world. Mm-hmm. And now, again, you you restart your life in a way. Mm-hmm. And then, I think that's one of the things, if you're kind of a person who would be interested in social media, maybe, you're not free to pursue that. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the US, if you did that, or like uh, maybe in another country, you started mm-hmm. to do this, you already have a certain friends that are kind of like, ha, you have to mm-hmm. look at this guy trying to be famous, trying to be know-it-all, like, pah, look at this wannabe, you know, like, you're going to be pulled down because right. you're not raised in that certain environment, maybe, right. who knows. But right. now, you're totally developing a very different step. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, like you have no idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's so true. It's so true. And I've been trying to to tease this out because I've met so many people who, when they move to a different country, they just, they develop in ways they didn't expect. Exactly. And a different part of their personality comes out, different opportunities show up and they go completely in a different direction. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. So, and this is one thing that I've been trying to tease out too, is you, you just... My facial expressions just went kind of blank because I was like, oh my God, you finally hit, like it's taken me like 20 episodes to get here, but I think you finally hit on something like gigantic I've been trying to figure out. I think that the expats I'm talking to about this, that balance between online life and offline life, I feel like because expats have to keep recreating themselves when they change locations, that they're kind of better at balancing these things because they're so used to recreating and recalibrating and reinventing themselves that I feel like they're better at balancing it. So they never really get as addicted as other people do or get kind of off kilter or just, you know, but I don't know if that's true. That's completely a theory. uh, I think, I think it's true. It's just sometimes not everybody's capable of doing this. That's what I believe. Of course. Yeah. Because some of the people, as you also know, when they come here, Especially if they have a good paying job and everything, mm-hmm. they isolate themselves from everything. Sure. They only, uh, interact with people who are like themselves. They live in locations that, uh, surrounded by themselves again. And they don't even try to get out of the circle. Mm-hmm. They just, they know they're here just for a few years and they're already looking forward to it and making money meanwhile. I think these people don't really go that path too much. Well, let, let's be completely honest. 
China is a very distinct culture. And there is a very real place for foreigners in China that locals and foreigners are kind of comfortable with. Yes. So it takes a lot of effort to break I, I out totally of that. I totally agree. And yeah. when I say that, I definitely don't uh, judge anybody. Don't gotcha. Wrong. Yeah. That's how I came in. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't interested in integrating that much. Yeah. Especially like a country like China. No matter how well you integrate here. You speak the good language. Mm-hmm. You understand the culture, blah, blah, everything. You're totally living like a Chinese person. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, you look, still look like a foreigner. So yeah. we're, we're not there yet. Exactly. Even Japan is not there yet. Japan has many Japanese people who look like foreigners. They are yeah. beyond that. They already had one or two generations maybe. But um, there are even some joking, fu- uh, funny videos about it, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, they go to a restaurant, all these foreigners, there's one black guy, mm-hmm. there's one white guy, and there's this Asian guy, uh, lady. Mm-hmm. And the waitress keeps speak to, uh, talking to the Asian lady. And then the, uh, the other guys are like, look, we're Japanese, you know? And they mm-hmm. have perfect, listen to me. Like, I want to order this. And they're like, ah, they want hamburgers? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. That's like, uh, so funny. And yeah. similar things happen to me in China as well. Sometimes mm-hmm. I take my wife to somewhere else and I yeah. know the place better than her. Mm-hmm. But they look at me and foreigner. This happened in the U.S. We were subletting to our apartment to a friend uh, one summer. And our very, very white, older landlord was meeting yeah. her to approve the, yeah. the lease and she's she's asian american she looks very asian there she grew up in the u.s born and raised in the u.s and go. he said you know where are you from to her yeah. and she answered you know so the place she was yeah. from in california yeah. and he said no no but where are you really from and she's where, like where are you from i'm from <laughs> california i grew up in southern california yeah yeah but where but are you he really didn't from exactly. he really <laughs> wanted to distinguish how she wasn't american and she yeah. was very american i'm like what are you i'm like oh man if I didn't need the money, I'd be like, never yeah. mind, we're leaving, we're never going to live here again. Yeah. Where's your grandmother from? Like, just, oh, yeah. you see, you're Korean. Yeah. And, but then when we ask that question to you, you're probably like, what, you're Irish? Like, exactly. where you're like, what, Spanish? So what? Yeah, and if I was her, I probably would have been like, where are you from? Where are you? No, no, really, where are you from? <laughs> there, there's a funny video about that. I suggest you to check online in YouTube. Yeah. I'm sure you can find this. Uh, there's this lady, Asian lady, and there's... Uh, White kids and they're running. Is she together. running? Yes, yes, and yes. And she starts making fun of her, like you're being British yes. and everything. Yeah. Oh, I'm so putting that in the show notes, listeners. You have to see that. It's really, really funny. Yeah. So my point is not just yes. that people are inherently racist everywhere, but that there's yes. very, yes, very tribal exactly, exactly thinking in a lot of exactly. places. So speaking of people who challenge our cultural stereotypes, I think it's time that we have a quick listen to Ivu, a Korean woman who has defied so many stereotypes as she works, lives, and bicycles around the world. Hello, everyone. I'm Eva Yu. I was a tech journalist in Israel, Silicon Valley, South Korea, and China for five years. And last year, I left my job and I started a cycling journey from Shanghai to London, interviewing the tech entrepreneurs on the ancient Silk Road. Currently, I'm writing a book about the cycling trip, and I plan to donate the proceeds from the book to Turkey. So if you want to get in touch with me, my email is evayour at gmail.com. So it's E-V-A-Y-O-O-A-R-E at gmail.com. And my YouTube channel is Seek Road, which is S-E-E-K-R-O-A-D. And my website is seekroad.co. So it's not .com, it's C-O. Thank you. 
And one more quick note about Eva before we get back to Eunice's story. She was also a guest on the Virtual Expats show on the Geopats podcast. The podcast website is a bit under construction right now. So the best way to find her is go into the show notes and I will have the link to her episode here for you as well. Let's get back to Eunice's Virtual Expat story. If the internet went down tomorrow and didn't come back, what would your reaction be? Well, I would get pissed, probably. I'm not <laughs> trying to do my videos and everything. I yeah. use my phone is my life. That's why I always try to get the best model yeah. uh, available if I can, because yeah. it's basically my life. I manage my everything there. I even right. do my office files there. If I write something, right. I can use my phone. The technology now is amazing. However, then again, I'm a jujitsu guy. I can just go live in the academy at least and do something yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. I don't need it to live my life. Mm-hmm. Maybe to live my life efficiently. I understand, but not uh, really. Uh, you know, I, I can have fun. I can go on with my life without it as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think uh, there's a good balance there. And keeping in mind that we interview. Anybody that lives outside their home country or used to live outside their home country yes. and kind of try to figure out if their place, changing place affects what they do online. Yeah. What other questions should I ask people in the future? Hmm. Well, you can ask them if they want to try out Jiu-Jitsu. If they want to, they can come. <laughs> Eunice, stay focused, please. <laughs> yeah. About this topic. Yeah, I, think the... I can ask them that as well. Yeah. <laughs> if they're in China, yeah. biggest thing for me, like, I mean, there are a lot of questions they ask, like, oh, what do you mm. think about the food, blah, blah, blah. The real key point here is mm. the actual transition. You know, if oh. they had the transition here, what did you expect and what had really happened? Mm-hmm. You know, or like, uh, how well do you think you have transitioned into this lifestyle? Mm-hmm. What did you give up on? Or after your transition has ended, what changes happened to you? Okay, because, there's a lot of questions there. Yes. Which one do you want me to... <laughs> um, I mean, overall, I, 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 I believe it to you yeah. as mastery as well, right? But I mean, <laughs> for example, let me give you why I believe this is an important yeah, topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, transition. If you... I would claim, of course, not very strongly, but I would claim <laughs> Chinese people are kind of often more passive to the West. Mm. Um and even if you look at the history, you can see a lot of times some conquerors coming in China and getting Chinified themselves yeah. in the long term. Yeah. So a lot of people are like me too. They come over here, they just here for a year or two, and then mm-hmm. they end up being, again, almost fully integrated. Mm-hmm. When I go back, to, like we said at the beginning, when I go to back to Turkey, I have so many habits. It's just changed mm-hmm. beyond recognition. I mean... Uh, I feel weird when I go to Turkey mm-hmm. in many aspects. Of course, I'm Turkish. I love my country. Sure. I feel I represent my country. But then again, some of the things are not that Turkish anymore. So there's a huge transition if you go that way. And nobody's even trying. Here's the funny thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody's even trying to uh, impose this on me. Mm-hmm. Here's the funny thing. I end up going this way. Now, there are people who don't do that. There are people who resist against that, mm-hmm. willingly or unwillingly, and that sort of thing. So... If it's a person who never been here, I would ask them, what do you expect to find out there mm. if you ever go there? Or if you, they're not even planning to come over mm-hmm. here, what do you think if you go there would happen to you? Or if they have been here, mm-hmm. okay, you're a Westerner, what has changed in your life? You know, what kind of things you have gotten from China? Mm-hmm. Or if they had been back then, well, did you have a retransition me- uh, period when you go mm-hmm. back to your oh, country yeah. again? That reverse culture shock is, yes. is 
It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. worse than the initial culture shock. Exactly. Because at least there's a honeymoon period when you first yeah. go abroad, but when you go back home, oh, that's just painful. Because everybody talks about, oh, do you like Chinese food? Yeah, I like it. Do you like hot pot? Yeah. But everybody talks about these stuff. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, but going back, what was the, what was the hardest uh, thing to realize when you went back to Turkey? Well, it's, it's very hard to say. The basic human interactions mm-hmm. is different. Just walking around, talking to people. Mm-hmm. Is really different, you know. How so? How so? Like this. Choose one. Um, well, you're trying to make a point by being circular sometimes, and I think I'm a direct person. A lot of Chinese people find me too direct. But then I go back to Turkey and like I'm mentioning something and they don't get it. I like, you know, you can make this uh, uh, again. Let's say this. You give me the coffee, and I love the coffee, but just this was in front of me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I told you're you, about I like to insult coffee. my coffee. No, no, no. I like. <laughs> I, I told you I like black, black coffee. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. But let's say I like milky coffee instead. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, you know what? You could even put some milk in this. In Chinese language, this means this is lacking milk. Mm-hmm. It does not really mean you should put some milk in it. It means it's lacking milk. Mm-hmm. And without realizing, I do this sometimes. But when I go back to Turkey, uh, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, in yeah. Turkey, I'll say like, look, look. You know what? Next time, add this much milk. I like milky coffee, bro. Yeah. But if I say this to a Chinese person, it's an insult. You're like, you cannot do this. You have to put this much. Like, I mean, I really didn't like this. Yeah. It's two steps ahead. Right. Instead, I would say, you know what? You can add some milk. And they get it. Oh, okay. This guy likes milk coffee. He kindly uh, told me this now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, again, wow. Chinese people think I'm too direct. Yeah. Still. And I like to stay direct. But again, it affects you in a way. See, and that's the thing is that outside of China, people think Chinese people are very direct and very blunt. But, Not really, no. but with the exactly, but no. once you know a little bit about the Chinese language and the the vagueness yes. of the language, yeah. it's like oh no, if anything, it's very ambiguous. Let me give you an example again for Chinese word this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're waiting for your food, and you, you tell them oh, I'm really hungry. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's coming soon, Masha. It's like it means on top of horse, it, uh, and something like. Immediately. Immediately, of. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that does not mean immediately, just so you know. It means like, yeah, yeah you're going to get it. HSK it's says it means immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, here's the funny thing, right? Yeah. Again, literally it means immediately, but it right. does not mean immediately. Do, well, when you do directly translate the, yes. the characters, it means something yes. different. I yeah, want yeah, to yeah. tell you immediately. Sure. But it's probably going to take some time, and I can't really tell you when. Sure, 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 sure. It can be immediately in two minutes. It can be immediately in ten minutes. Yeah. Okay, so, so far, I've got for your question to, to, to circle us back. Yes. <laughs> um, how did your host country change you? When did you notice? When you went home or when you were living there? Oh, man. I don't think that's so, what you said, but that's, I don't oh, think. Oh, so many things. It's about lifestyle, yeah. the way I talk, the way I act. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy to say, it's more than 10 years, but it's like one third of my life. Do you think yeah. that the, Real uh, in real life culture and the online culture have both from China have both changed you. I don't to be honest. I don't think online life changed me too much mm-hmm. in China. Mm-hmm. It's more like daily interaction mm-hmm. interactions because I'm more active in social media. I oftentimes uh, express my own way. Mm-hmm. But of course, I get some slangs from there. Mm-hmm. I learn a, a lot about of streetwise stuff from there for sure. But it's the daily life more. Right. And I'm telling this as a person who's very active on social media. Right. So. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a really good balance. <laughs> that sounds like a really good balance. If, it, if the online stuff was changing you too much. Yeah. In comparison to the real life stuff, it would seem 
off balance. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of young people are getting much more online and they come to me with certain slangs and stuff. Sometimes I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Or I get I get what you mean, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense in this particular right. Uh, environment, yeah, that makes like, sense. Uh, so, you, so you mentioned that you want you don't want to be a discussing person anymore. You want to be a doing person. Exactly. What what is the doing stuff you want to do online in the it future? Can be, okay, let's just um, creating more content, mm-hmm. creating more content that's not copy of others, my mm-hmm. original content, right? Um, that would be yeah, just trying out new stuff, failing a lot. I'm not scared of that a lot. Fail a yes. lot and keep trying again. Yeah. Find out what doesn't work so I can do better thing that works. Mm-hmm. And that's how come you come up with the original content as well, I think. And just um, getting more attention, positive or negative. Mm-hmm. Not attention is like, look at me, you know, not that kind of look. But what I mean is uh, getting connected with more people. Right. I would say more of that, yeah. Are you on any Western, so Western, outside oh, yeah. of China social media that the... Well, I'm on Instagram, are... I'm on Facebook, but not you really. I'm on there. Okay. With the Instagram, please do. Uh, what happened with my Instagram? I had much, many more followers, mm-hmm. even though I wasn't trying that hard. I, I tried hard for a period, and mm-hmm. I came up to the six, seven thousand followers, but I didn't realize again... Wow. I don't think it's very high, but that, it was in a short while. So you are, was good. You, you, you have integrated into China more than you think. That's a lot of people. But what happened is, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I blocked and blocked them. I made them unfollow me. Most of them. Why? A lot of them. Uh, if they were not active enough. Because, uh, you know, there are a lot of dead followers there yeah. and then they don't really follow what you, you do. You can do that? Yeah. You can block and unblock them. Oh, okay. So what happens is they are not your follower anymore. And then uh, I'd like to just connect it because I'm thinking like this, man, look, mm-hmm. I already don't spend that much time for foreign social media. Right. Let me have small amount of people sure. that actually follow me. That makes sense. You know sense. what I mean? Yeah. And uh, because there are a lot of dodgy ways to get a lot of, I tried that and at the end I realized you can that's dishonest. buy dishonest. followers. That's so bad. Buying is really bad. But yeah. what you can do, I tried, I tried everything. You follow on follow people. Mm-hmm. Which at the end I realized this is that. dishonest. It is. The guy sees you and he's like, oh, he follows you. And then at the end, if he's so easily connected with sure. you, either he, you lie to him. Or another thing is he is not that into Instagram. Yeah. He just came in first time. Yeah. He just followed some guys so. and he doesn't use it anymore. I'm going to connect some more real people, more exactly. organic maybe. Exactly. So I just have a list of followers now. So. Same on Insta, Facebook. How do they find you on on just Instagram. you check my name Yunus uh, Yunus Emre he's my first and middle name actually the, in Turkey it's not the first and middle name it's my two first names you can find me uh, on Facebook as well just search for my full name because it's a page I don't spend that much time on it I just occasionally share sure, but sure, I'm sure, there sure, sure. I'm gonna check it just I have some YouTube videos again same way I have some videos occasionally I upload some stuff there Gotcha. Not fully, uh, not really. We'll put all that in the show notes, folks, just yep. in case you don't go through the uh, yeah. the Douyin download and stuff. Although, <coughs> hey, why not? <laughs> if you want to connect me, you can always use this. I check it. Sure. I just don't take it too, how to say, I'm not too aggressive on it. I don't share no, it too I much. No, I get that. I mean, you're in China. You're in yeah. China. You're, you're, and you do these things in China. I get that you're on the Chinese social yeah. media platforms. But I will read it. If you write me yeah. something, I will read it, yeah. Fair enough. Did you hear that? He wants to hear from you. Ha. 
I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Eunice, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much to our guest, Eunice, for sharing his virtual expat story with us. For more Geopats podcasts, including the other shows, the bookish expats, changing scripts, and all of the ones that are going to happen in 2020, go to stephfuccio.com. It's S-T-E-P-H-F-U-C-C-I-O. Or just search for Geopats, don't forget the S, in your podcast app. If you can't find us where you listen to podcasts, do let me know. I will make sure that we get there ASAP. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions, comments, or to volunteer to be a guest on the show. My handle is Steph Fuccio, literally everywhere online, and it's also my Gmail account. As promised, Damon Castillo's song, Sometime Guy, again, DamonCastillo.com, is where you can find the rest of his music. I've been wasting all of my time Standing at the back of your line Trying not to lose my mind yeah. When all I'll ever be is your sometime guy I've been waiting for my moment I've been howling at the moon I've been living with this torment Cause there's nothing else my heart can do Well, I've been wasting all of my time Standing at the back of your line Trying not to Down like the man I am You pull the string and make me dance oh, I can't believe the shape you got me in All these thoughts could drive me mad
sometimes.